This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. We've all been waiting since last November for the 2013 season ended at Homestead Miami Speedway in Florida. Today, back in Florida, it is the day of the Daytona 500. And Motor Racing Network is glad to have you aboard for our live coverage. Again, trackside here at the World Center of Racing. Fans are filing in. We're closing in on the start of the Great American Race. The color, the pageantry, the excitement that surrounds the Daytona 500 on display here uh, in front of us for literally the last two to three hours. The driver introduction, of course, that is uh, complete now. All of the stages have been removed and Barney Hall, this is the moment that race fans from around the world circle on their calendar. The Daytona 500. You can just see, you can sit here and look at the excitement as the young folks down there run all over the grass and whatever, but the, for the people who were up on pit road a little bit earlier, it looked like what? The running of the bulls? We had so many race fans going up and down pit road. I just want to crank it up and see what happens here this afternoon. Now let's go downstairs for the command. For the most famous words in motorsports, from Marvel's upcoming film Captain America the Winter Soldier in theaters April 4th, please welcome your Grand Marshal, Chris Evans. Drivers, start your engines! Here's the starting lineup for today's Daytona 500. Sponsored by Wrangler Jeans. Nothing beats Wrangler comfort. Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. Guaranteed. Row 22. David Reagan, CSX, Ford. Row 21. Michael Walter, Peak, Blue Death, Toyota. Parker Klugman, Swan Energy, Toyota. Row 20. Justin Allgaier, Grand Professional Agriculture, Chevrolet. Reed Sorensen, Golden Corral, Chevrolet. Row 19. Kevin Harvick, Budweiser, Chevrolet. Kyle Busch, M&M's, Toyota. Row 18. Michael Lynette, Pilot Flying J, Chevrolet SS. Joey Logano, Shell Penzo Ford. Row 17. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Nationwide Insurance, Ford. Brad Keselowski, Miller Light Ford. Row 16. Jimmy Johnson, Lowe's, Chevrolet. Ryan Vickers, Aaron's, Toyota. Row 15. Carl Edwards, Bassinall, Ford. Alex Bowman, Four Legs, Toyota. Row 14. Casey Mears, Geico, Chevrolet. Danica Patrick, GoDaddy, Chevrolet. Row 13. Bobby Labonte, Florida Lottery, Chevrolet. Greg Biffle, 3M, Ford Fusion. Row 12. Terry Labonte, CNJ Energy, number 32. Cole Witt, Speed Stick Gear, Toyota Camry. Row 11. Jamie McMurray, McDonald's, Chevrolet. Tony Stewart, Bass Pro Shop, Mobile One, Chevrolet. Row 10. Clint Boyer, 5-Hour Energy, Toyota. Ryan Newman, Caterpillar, Chevrolet. Row 9. Landon Castle, CarsForSale.com, Chevrolet. David Gilliland, Bugs, Travel Stops, Ford Fusion. Row 8. Kyle Arson, Target, Chevrolet. A.G. Almendinger, Kroger, Chevy. Row 7. Trevor Bain, Motorcraft Quick Lane, Ford. Eric Almarola, Smithfield, Ford Fusion. Row 6. Brian Scott, Whitetail, Chevrolet. Josh Wise, Curb Records, Ford. And now, the top ten starters. Starting tenth. Paul Menard, Peak, Chevrolet. Starting ninth. Dylan Hart Jr., National Guard, Chevrolet. Starting eighth. Kirk Bush, 
Hoss Automation Chevrolet. Starting 7th. Marcus Ambrose, Stanley, Ford. Starting 6th. Jeff Gordon, Drive to End Hunger, Chevy SS. Starting 5th. Casey Kane, Farmers Insurance, Chevy SS. Starting 4th. Denny Hamlin, FedEx, Toyota Camry. Starting third, Matt Kenseth, Dollar General Toyota. Starting second, Martin Truex Jr., Furniture Row Chevrolet. And starting on the pole, Austin Dillon, Dow Chevrolet. Those are the 43 starters for today's Daytona 500, sponsored by Wrangler. Wrangler jeans feel good and wear strong. Wrangler, real comfortable jeans, guaranteed. Six drivers failed to make this year's Daytona 500, including rookie contender Ryan Truex, also Michael McDowell not in the field, along with Joe Nemechek, Morgan Shepard, Eric McClure, and Dave. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Blaney. Field is working in the banking of turns three and four. The east end of the speedway, the pace car rolling there with a field of 43 hungry drivers and teams hoping this will be their year to win the great American race. Here they come. They'll get the American ethanol green flag when they come to the line. This is what everybody has been waiting for, that first sign of warm weather in summer in NASCAR racing. In 2014, the lights are off on the pace cars. It makes it way down off from turn number four and make that gradual swing down onto pit road, leaving the field in the controls of Austin Dillon. For the start of the 56th running of the Daytona 500, here is MRN Gilmore. The American ethanol green flag is in the air. Austin Dillon on the gas. Matt Kenseth alongside since Martin Truex went to the rear. They are dead even, building up speed. Everyone two by two as they climb the banking of turn one. It'll take the better part of a lap to come up to full song, but for the moment, Austin Dillon wants a piece of the lead. He's a Fender up in that outside lane, but Matt Kenseth is not going away. Back comes the Toyota on the bottom of the racetrack. Off turn two. Kenseth by a nose. In lockstep formation, leaders come to the back straightaway. Austin Dillon leading now by half a car length. Now the entire car out in front. He'll get a boost. Two and three wide racing already. Inside of the top ten. The first man to make that move, Dale Earnhardt Jr. That is further back. Three wide at the front of the field. It is Austin Dillon by a car length. They are side by side from second on that. Matt Kenseth to the inside of Denny Hamlin. Here they come, racing back to the stripe for the first time in the three car. A Chevrolet out front of Daytona. It is Austin Dillon. He's got the lead behind him. It is Denny Hamlin on the outside. Matt Kenseth on the inside. That battle yet to be decided, though, for the number two spot. Kenseth all alone on the bottom of the racetrack. Denny Hamlin topside, drafting help from Jeff Gordon and from Kurt Busch. 
Looking for help is Kempton on the bottom. Mid-pack squirrely ride by Kyle Larson, who scraped the safer barrier through turns one and two. He begins to lose ground. Up front, new leader. Denny Hamlin to the point. Here's Jeff Gordon to the outside of Dillon for second. Austin Dillon moves down to the inside lane. Jeff Gordon now leads the outside lane. Denny Hamlin will slide up to that outside groove as the race leader. Gordon to second. Kurt Busch now to third. Denny Hamlin, who's won everything he's raced so far this weekend at the World Center of Racing, now leading the Daytona 5. Now the battle shapes up for the second spot. Crossing the start-finish line, Jeff Gordon sees a challenge and won. Gordon is on the move in the low line, but he is outnumbered. Kurt Busch powers by with drafting help from Paul Menard. To the outside lane now, the battle is for fourth. Gordon down low, topside, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Side-by-side, those Hendrick Motorsports teammates will race to the back straightaway. Dale Jr. gets that spot. He'll take the number four position. And now here's Brian Scott to the outside. Jeff Gordon down low in a battle for fifth. The outside lane. Lane beginning to advance. Brian Scott is Trouble up to turn fifth. three. Kyle Larson up and into the safer barrier. Scrubs along trying to bring the car to the apron as everybody thunders underneath him. And NASCAR had been looking at Kyle Larson's car for possible smoke. He has peeled up the banking now off the banking and coming on to pit road. We'll follow up there in a moment. So a problem early for Kyle Larson. Meanwhile, the leaders are back up in one. Single file for the moment among the top six or seven drivers. Jeff Gordon now has slid all the way back into a Side-by-side battle with eighth. He's got the bottom. Kyle Busch, top side. Kyle Busch now rallying his way up through the field. And it's now time for Jeff Gordon to get in line right behind Kyle and in front of Casey Kane. Front 10, single file, first car out of line. Matt Kenseth to the inside of Brian Vickers. Just trying to stay in the top 10 right now is Matt Kenseth. He is back there with pole sitter Austin Dillon, Josh Wise, also working the inside of the racetrack along with Ricky Stenhouse. But right now, that outside lane is where it is. Denny Hamlin leads the pack. Back to the start-finish line. Single file among the front 12 cars. Let's see what happened to Kyle Larson, postman. Well, got up into the wall, as Kyle Ricky described out there. Crew worked on the right side, particularly the right front, making sure they had good clearance from that wheel as it worked around off from the uh, the right front of the race car. So you brought him in, uh, pulled out the right fenders just a little bit, put some new Goodyear Racing Eagles on, and sent Kyle back out. Now they're in the diagnostic stage to find out how that car handles, what it feels like, and what happens happens with that body, that damaged body, up to speed. Tough break for a driver running for Rookie of the Year honors in 2014, Kyle Larson. We'll talk a lot about him today for sure. We'll talk a lot about him throughout the season. Meanwhile, Joe, I guess as expected, the race leaders kind of forming up nose to tail, and unlike what we saw with the trucks, unlike what we saw yesterday with Nationwide, right up against the outside safer barrier. Everybody moving forward is up in the outside lane. Everybody not in the outside lane, Dave, is trying to get there. Case in point, the pole sitter, Austin Dillon, who's plummeted back to the tail end of the top 15. He's just been bypassed by Trevor Bain, now by A.J. Allmendinger. That is the race for the 15th position right now to the super stretch. Trevor Bain will get by. Now here's A.J. Allmendinger, who looks to occupy that inside line, side drafting with Austin Dillon back to three. And A.J. Allmendinger will get that spot by the time they get to turn number three. Now it's Ryan Newman that'll pull up alongside. Landon Castle also in that outside lane. How to challenge Austin Dillon for those spots. This is a two-by-two battle just outside of the top 13. You've got a couple of drivers in there. Austin Dillon is there. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is there. You've also got Josh Wise. A number of drivers just still kind of mixing it up, Dave. Yeah, Dillon able to slide his way into that outside lane. A.J. Allmendinger bypassed him. A little bit of gap between Allmendinger and Ryan Newman. Just enough for Austin Dillon. Behind Ryan Newman, here comes Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He'll dive to the inside of Landon Castle 
trying to get a side draft, trying to get a place in line. Won't be able to find it this time through as the leaders race back to the corner. Marika Stenhouse Jr. quickly backsliding right now outside of the top 20, maybe the top 25. The only car left on the inside of the racetrack and going to the back of the pack in a hurry. Here comes Martin Truex Jr. who went to the rear for the start. He worked his way all the way up inside the top 20. Just lost a couple of positions, but he is moving. Hooked up now in a pack with Ricky Stenhouse as they head off to turn one. Down that front straightaway and into turn number one. Martin Truex Jr. making some hay here in the early going. He's pulled up onto the back bumper of the Alex Bowman machine. Ricky Stenhouse right behind them. They'll continue single file off two. Stenhouse Jr. running at the 24th position right now in a private battle with, as Dave mentioned, Austin Dillon, Martin Truex Jr. And you've also got the car of... Michael Annette behind him as they race back to the turn. Michael Annette trying to make that a four-car battle for position. Just behind them, an inside draft beginning in a form led by Joey Logano and Greg Biffle. Justin Allgaier, part of that draft as well. About two-thirds of the race cars up against the outside wall. Another third of those race cars running down on the bottom of the racetrack, right up against that double yellow line. We're early into the Daytona 500. Eight laps are in. Denny Hamlin showing the way. Kurt Busch is second. Paul Menard, third. Dale Earnhardt Junior fourth and Brian Scott rounds out the top five. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. When we left you, Denny Hamlin was the car out front, but he pulled out of line, dropped back, tucked in behind Marcus Ambrose in the sixth spot. Why, Alex Hayden? Reason being is he has uh, some trash on the grill of his FedEx Express Toyota, so he needed to get out of the front of the lead, drop back, and try to find his way into uh, the the back of the line in the draft to try to find an opening there. When you tuck the nose of your car behind another, it changes the air pressure, and that will get rid of the debris on the on the uh, grill of the race car. It was successful in doing so, but problem being is he gave up the race lead and fell further back in the draft. He did eventually get back in line. That's the most important thing here, Jeff, as we've talked about. If you get out of that lead draft, which is running right up against the outside wall, you're going to go back in a hurry. Just ask Austin Dillon. Uh, once you drop out you're headed back. It's like putting out a parachute for all intents and purposes, and that's what happened to Austin Dillon. He, too, though, was able to duck in line. Right now, Austin, the pole sitter, running in the third position, and as we just mentioned, Denny Hamlin, who had been the race leader, right now running in the sixth position. Here they come, working back through the tri-oval. Again, now nine laps down, running in single-file formation, at least for the moment. Your top five looks like this. Kurt Busch, then Paul Menard, Dale Earnhardt Jr., He's third. Brian Scott is fourth, and Marcus Ambrose is fifth. 
Sixth spot right now is uh, the Denny Hamlin machine. In seventh, it's David Gilland. Kyle Busch is eighth. Jeff Gordon, ninth. Casey Kane around the outside of Matt Kenseth, the tenth. Kenseth will ride in the eleventh position. You got Brian Vickers in twelfth. Trevor Bain in thirteenth. Austin Dillon rides fourteenth. And A.J. Olmendinger in the fifteenth position. Ryan Newman goes next in line. He is sixteenth. And it's going to be back to the uh, Cole Witt car. He is in the seventeenth spot. Then they go side by side just behind them for a position. Landon Castle to the inside of Eric Almirola. So Denny Hammond seems to be okay now, running along in the sixth position. He's in line with everybody else, but here's what it sounded like when he discovered the issue. Let me know at what temperature you want me to bail out. It should be about 260, just keep an eye on the water and the oil. We're right at 250. We're 290 on the oil. Yeah, we probably need to cool it down here fairly soon then. Trying to work with the 18. He's about seven cars back to let us in if we did. Yeah, let him know. I'm going to have to bail out here. Denny Hamlin talking to crew chief Darian Grubb when they realized they had something on the grill. Again, they pulled out a line a little bit, got the wind to blow it away. Now things seem to be okay on that car. Our in-car communications on the Motor Racing Network brought to you by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them online at racingelectronics.com. So the field now working back up in front of you, Dave. And I think for Denny Hamlin, that grill looks clean and he should be poised to make his charge back up front. Yes, absolutely clean right now. He got up close enough to the Marcus Ambrose car to create a little negative pressure and just basically suck that piece of paper off the grill. He's in sixth and running well. Yeah, he's running well right now and not forcing the issue behind Ambrose and in front of David Gilliland. David Gilliland next in line. About two car lengths behind Denny Hamlin right now. Then it's a car length back to Kyle Busch and Jeff Gordon. Then a small gap in that outside wrap. Next back to Casey Kane, two cars back. Kurt Busch continues showing the way here at Daytona early in the running of the Daytona 500. 20 laps of 200 are complete. Before we went away, we told you there was a problem for Greg Biffle. I must have a flat. I just got the fence a little bit off the corner. It doesn't want to turn. It doesn't want to turn. I've something wrong with it. It's covered for four next time. He scrubbed the wall. Mr. Kelly, how badly? Uh, it's not all that bad. He just came down pit road, wanted to do something for precautionary measures. And it's a good thing for him he did when he got down here. They found out that the right rear tire had gone down after he scrubbed the wall. So Greg Biffle came down, pulled the sheet metal away just to make sure he didn't have a rub and to get four fresh tires. He's back on the racetrack while he's a lap down. He's in a position to get the lucky dog right now. Yeah, when he peeled off the banking, Winston, he was running in the 21st position, but boy, it is costly when you have to come to pit road under the green, now running 42nd and one lap down. In fact, let's take you through the leaderboard right now, the AutoZone leaderboard. Kurt Busch shows the way, 22 laps in. Paul Menard is second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. Ryan Scott fourth. Denny Hamlin is fifth. Marcus Ambrose. Trouble turn number two. Kyle Larson is around again. Problems on the right rear corner of the Target Chevrolet. Right rear tire went down almost certainly as a result of the damage on the right side of that car. He does a long solo spin, refires, and drives away. 
The first caution flag of the Daytona 500 of 2014 occurs in turn two, Dave. Well, it's not been a great rookie 500 for Kyle Larson. Got into the wall early, had to pit as a result, has flattened the right side of that target Chevrolet and just basically cut the right rear tire. He was coming down uh, off the banking and reducing speed at the time. He very clearly felt it going, but then it gave out and he slid down through the grass. Again, Kyle Larson motoring back toward pit road for a second time. And that bad news for him is good news for Greg Biffle. He'll get the free pass. He's back on the lead lap. We're under caution here at Daytona. Under caution, pit road is open, and you've got one facing the wrong way, Alex. That's Matt Kenseth. He came in too hot, spun the car 180 degrees, nearly collected his teammate, Denny Hamlin, but he's since put it in first gear, driven it backwards into his pit box. You are legally allowed to make the change and service the race car as long as all of the car is in the pit box. They're making a right-side tire change, which is up against the pit wall, and they're going to top it off with Sunoco Fuel, make a chassis adjustment. Huge mistake for Matt Kenseth. He's still sitting opposite right now here on the pit lane. Denny Hamlin took right side tires. The rest of the field was in front of Winston Kelly. Uh, most everybody on this end of pit road that we saw right side tires first in and first off was Kurt Busch, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, Austin Dillon, uh, also Joey Logano, all with right side tires, Tony Stewart, Brad Keselowski, Eric Almarola, all on this end of pit road, now up to Steve Post. Yeah, down here we had two tire stops for Martin Truex Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Paul Menard, A.J. Allmendinger. No tires for Marcus Ambrose. Danica Patrick still sits on pit road. Her car pushed into the nose, or the nose pushed into her pit box and can't quite see. They're working on the left front of that car, so not sure what the problem is on the GoDaddy machine and the other end of pit road, way down in turn number four end. Kyle Larson now, they've dropped the jack and rolling him away. Continue to work on the damage on his battered machine. Danica Patrick got turned a little bit as well. Marcus Ambrose was coming out of his pit, hit her, knocked her around sideways. And on the Matt Kenseth incident there, Alex Hayden, apparently it was Trevor Bain that hit him. Well, coming in, everybody coming in at 55 miles per hour, trying to find their pit box. Keep in mind, everybody did pit stops in Thursday night's Budweiser duel, as well as this past Saturday night's Sprint Unlimited. But we had a far reduced number of cars making pit stops. The first time we've had all 43 come to the pit lane at the same time. Tight pit road. Everybody came in. There was some minor contact. And Matt Kenseth was able to get the car service since he spun it around, went ahead and changed all four Goodyear Eagles and sent him back on the track. Now we've got Clint Boyer back in right now. They're going to go ahead and change all four tires on Clint Boyer's five-hour energy Toyota and get him back out on the racetrack as well. Boy, you don't think the drivers and the crews are amped up for the Daytona 500. That first opportunity to really get out there when it matters. Some having some some, uh, success, others not so much. Kurt Busch, good on the racetrack. Good on pit road. He was the first car off of pit road. Paul Menard, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Clint Boyer. That is your top five. So there's uh, the uh, round of the pit stops, the first round of pit stops here under the caution flag, which came out when Kyle Larson spun in turn number two. Now, again, two drivers uh, for Matt Kenseth, uh, a former two-time Daytona 500 winner, former series champion, having a problem along the pit lane. Danica Patrick as well. It just points out, even with his huge pit road at Daytona International Speedway, it can reach out and bite anybody. And Steve Post, it's tough just getting on pit road. Well, yeah, it is. And there's cars zigging and zagging. You know, we talk about the car slowing down to 55 miles per hour. If you don't think that's fast, go stand by the freeway. 55 is still clipping along pretty good. And 
we see that and cars coming in particularly when we have no tire two tire and four tire stops it just knocks the rhythm out for everybody and someone will come out and surprise you in a heartbeat and we saw that with Danica Patrick and Marcus Ambrose minor contact there but enough to send Danica around and then of course with Matt Kenseth's situation as well so it's wild down here today working into lap number 26 the American ethanol green flag going back in the air right now and on the throttle right now Kurt Busch on the outside Paul Menard on the inside already one car breaking out of line trying to make it three wide as they race back to the corner Kurt Busch will have the lead by the time they hit the banking struggling down low for the moment is Paul Menard he hasn't got any drafting help Dale Earnhardt Jr. falls about a car length off his back bumper so it's Bush, then Paul Menard being challenged up high by Denny Hamlin. Now things begin to tighten up from second on back. Kurt Busch has gotten away with the lead. Denny Hamlin now facing a challenge for second from Paul Menard, but Hamlin gets a shove from Jeff Gordon. He'll go to the number two spot, crossover, and he tries to go for the lead. He'll look to the inside of Kurt Busch. He will take the top spot, but also open the door for Paul Menard on the bottom. Menard gets to the inside of Hamlin. They're side by side for the top spot. Looked like Denny was going right to the lead, but Menard just stood on the gas held him off for a moment, but now Denny's up alongside again, and Dale Hart Jr. and Jeff Gordon in this mix as well. Two of the fastest drivers throughout Speed Weeks 2014 leading the way at the front of the pack. Paul Menard out of the Richard Childress Racing Stable. Denny Hamlin from Joe Gibbs Racing. They run one and two. Then it's Jr. and Gordon side by side. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the bottom. Jeff Gordon top side. Need a little more drafting help in that low lane to get it going because they're far outnumbered by the drivers in the outside lane. Although Junior does a good job of hanging with Gordon now for third. Side by side for that spot. Kyle Busch a couple of car lengths back on the inside of the racetrack along with Casey Kane forming up that inside draft, but it's the outside lane moving right now led by Paul Menard. A little bit further back, you've got three wide racing. Martin Truex Jr., the driver that should have started on the outside of the row one had it not been for an engine change. He started all the way at the tail end of the field and he too, one of the drivers trying to climb their way towards the front. Martin Truex Jr.'s got a very fast race car. He's been very methodical about how he works his way toward the front of the pack. He's back around the 15th spot. Challenge now is three wide for position number three. Kyle Busch is the man that dives to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon. Tight formation now as Gordon will get away with third. Three wide for fourth with Bush all the way on the bottom. Three wide, a couple of rows deep. Kyle Busch to the inside. Casey Kane was down there. He'll get back in line side by side with Austin Dillon running the middle lane. They are still three wide for the third spot. So three cars nose to tail leading the pack and then that three wide battle for the fourth spot continues here as they come back down to the line now it's Dale Hart Jr. squeezes down alongside Kurt Busch they go at it still three wide in turn one Kyle Busch on the bottom of the racetrack Dale Earnhardt Jr. stuck in the middle top side it's Austin Dillon Casey Kane is right there Kurt Busch is right there Jr. squeezes up in line to make it two wide off two Dale Earnhardt Jr. squeezes in line in front of Austin Dillon Kyle Busch does the slide job on Casey Kane, and it's Dale Jr. that gets away with fifth. With fifth, Austin Dillon goes to sixth, and now faces a challenge from Kyle Busch. There comes the inside lane. Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon side by side. He'll pick up that spot. Now pull up alongside Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now pull up alongside Jeff Gordon for third. You got Casey Kane working downstairs. You got Brian Vickers down there as well. These cars forming up right behind Kyle Busch, but Denny Hamlin says, I'll join that. He dives down to the inside of race leader Paul Menard. Puts himself at the head of the pack in that low groove. He blasts underneath Paul Menard. New leader Denny Hamlin. Second place machine now Kyle Busch trying to slide up the backing. Can't find room as Menard is there. Menard slams the door. Kyle Busch 
cannot get in line behind Denny. Matter of fact, he will not be able to take that spot whatsoever. Menard outside. Kyle Busch down low. Martin Truex Jr. with a problem. Smoke and now playing from underneath of that furniture row Chevrolet in three. That car off the pace to the bottom of the racetrack. The rest of the leaders stream by out to the outside. Joe Gibbs racing teammates side by side for the race lead. It's Kyle Busch to the inside. Kyle's got the inside lane covered. Denny Hamlin in the outside lane. They are dead even at the line. Stacked up behind them. Casey Kane on the inside of Paul Menard. That's the way they race off to turn one. Side by side. The battle for the lead here at Daytona. Kyle Busch bottom of the racetrack. Denny Hamlin topside. Then Casey Kane and Paul Menard. Here's Kyle Busch to the lead off turn number two. He will not slide up. Now we will change lanes across the nose of his teammate Denny Hamlin as they race up the back straightaway. Caution flag is out at the start finish line. Lap number 31. NASCAR just wanting to make sure that the track uh, is in good raceable shape after what appears to be the second engine for uh, uh, Martin Truex Jr. That came apart as he worked the back straightaway. We'll take a break. Come right back. Back live with you in Daytona Beach, Florida, and there is rain in the area, and we are under the red flag. The cars are on pit road. The drivers climb from them. Drivers like Joey Logano, who's set to talk with our own Winston Kelly. Up to eighth position. How's the car been so far, Joey? Oh, we're getting there. The car's a little snug right now. A lot of cars look a little tight out there, and uh, um, we're just kind of you know being safe, moving up through the field here. I think we're, like you said, we're up to eighth there with our Shell Penzo car. So um, we're just uh, plugging away slowly but surely. We've got a long ways to go in this race, so we got to uh, survive it to the end. And as rain goes away, we should be good to go and uh, have some fun again. Have you had any chances to get downstairs down in the lower line, and how has the car reacted, or have you predominantly been up in the higher line? Um, I've, I've been, for the most part, up top. Um, I've been working with my teammate a little bit, getting to the bottom. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I did right there at the end because I seen the caution was about to come out when the 78 blew up. So I went down there just to try to gain some spots before the caution came out, and it worked out all right for me. So um, it's not the preferred lane, but um, you can make some time on it as long as you can get a hole back up. Any surprises or everything pretty much as you expect in terms of handling? So far as, uh, as we expected, and, um, you know, we'll just make some small adjustments to our car make it a little better. That's Joey Logano currently running in eighth position. He's had a very good week here at uh, Speed Weeks already, running the Sprint Unlimited and also his Budweiser deal. By the way, the, the reference he made to the, the Hooters wrapper that might have been on his grill, it came from an incident where he, he told us that uh, he had had Hooters last Saturday night before the Unlimited. He won the race. So he had Hooters again on Thursday night before the Budweiser duel. He won that race. So today they catered. They had Hooters come over and bring 300 wings for the team, hoping that would pay off with a win of the Daytona 500. And it just might right now. Denny Hamlin, the guy you're referring to, uh, sitting third. Let's hear from Brian Vickers. Yeah, Brian Vickers down here just kind of hanging out with the crew as uh, we're in this midways break. Uh, Brian, how is the uh, – well, I looked at the result. The numbers look really good. How's the race car feel for you guys moving forward? Oh, well, the number looks good. It's still early, though. Uh, you know, I think these guys in Aaron's Dream Machine have just done a great job. The Toyota's running really strong today. We've been able to make a lot of ground up and get to the front. Now we've got to maintain it. We've got a lot of racing left, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting race for the fans. It's, it's just so great to be back in the Daytona 500. What a special place. I want to thank all the fans for coming out today and, and thank them for sticking around. I, I know this rain's uh, frustrating for all of us, but we're going to get back out there and we're going to get this thing going green. How have you been able to move forward on the racetrack? What, uh, what's the racing been like out there allowing you to do that? 
It's it's interesting. I mean, it's definitely changed a lot, right? I mean, it's changed a lot from last year, but it's changed even more since last time I was here in a cup car. It's been a couple of years. So, um, you know, I'm really kind of learning the draft. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, you're, you're seeing some guys make some moves. I think a, a few guys finally figured out there at the end. We finally figured out, a group of us, how to make some ground on the bottom. I think you're going to see some more of that in the race. And, of course, as it, close, it gets, gets closer and closer to the end, um, the action's really going to pick up. How good are your rain delays? <laughs> um, I think you're pretty good. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, nice, nice little break here and, you know, and uh, get to talk to the guys. But uh, I just want to get back out there and get this race going. Yeah, we've got a nice little spot up here on top of the pit box. We've got a tent here staying dry. Crew guys hanging out up here and uh, just living the dream here. What's up? Should ask Billy what he thinks. He's oh, the crew chief. Uh, see, exactly, exactly. He's, he's just trying to figure it out as well. So uh, everyone having a good time down here. Telling some stories possibly as well down here as is happening all along. These pop-up showers are what we're dealing with right now, and hopefully we'll get a chance to get back under the green flag. At the World Center of Racing, it's been a long, long day, but we're getting close to getting back underway with the running of the Daytona 500. Kind of interesting to watch, and I think everybody's getting to the point now of being a little punchy after all day long of just kind of killing time, and finally we're all excited. We're going racing, and uh, Mike Bagley, I guess Kyle Busch was showing some of that when he was drafting the pace car back over there. Well, you could say uh, that he was drafting. Actually, he was uh, leaning on the back bumper pretty good, giving, uh, giving Brent Bodine the business, working down the back straightaway and up the end of the banking of turn three. Looks like uh, Rowdy Bush is ready to roll, and it looks like everybody else is as well. Funny moment there when Kyle Bush and uh, Brett Bodine decided to go out of here under the cautious flag. <laughs> I think he was entertaining everybody here, and there's more to this story. Alex Hayden, somebody saying Kyle Bush is what, all wet? Yeah, he is. Uh, some of these cars, it's up to the teams to have a roof hatch cut in above the driver in the, uh, the, the roof of the race car. Well, when they got out on the banking, got into 31 degrees, and it, it tilted sideways. A lot of water came pouring down onto Kyle Busch as he sat inside the race car, so he's got that going for him as well. <laughs> A new type of cooling system, maybe. Apparently. <laughs> All right, we just got word from uh, NASCAR, and it's one that everyone will like. As the field works off turn number four, you will see, or we can see, that the green light is on at the end of pit road. That means we're closer to going back under the green flag, but it also means this, Steve Post. Pit road is open, and here comes a large portion of our racing field. Well, they are working their way down here. The teams on lap number 44 bringing their automobiles down at 55 miles per hour as they work down. Here's A.J. Almendinger sliding into a stop. Kevin Harvick coming in with the Budweiser car as well. Almendinger going with left side tires. Looks like Harvick going with uh, two tires, maybe four tires for Kevin Harvick. David Gilliland is in, and Danica Patrick getting pit service as well. Let's go to Alex Hayden. Uh, Clint Boyer is in, Ryan Newman is in, Justin Allgaier, Trevor Bain, and, uh, well, a another near miss down here on the pit lane. Justin Allgaier trying to pull out. Clint Boyer trying to make the left turn into his box in front of him. They nearly collided, so we haven't even taken the green flag, and they're already making close calls here on pit road. So the front nine cars stayed on the racetrack from there on back. They were on pit road getting service here before we get the green flag, which should be coming in the next couple of laps. Matter of fact, we'll get the one-to-go signal the next time they come to the start-finish line. Hallelujah. Boy, that is just good to see that the uh, chief starter down here for NASCAR holding a furled yellow flag in the hand. That's the indication to the race teams that we will pick up that one-to-go signal when the field comes around. A lap and a half away from the green flag here at Daytona. 
Jamie McMurray, though, Steve Post, boy, they continue to work on that car. Yeah, the right side of the car, there's been an issue up there. They checked it before we went to the rain delay to make sure that the shock looked front. Jamie's still apparently not comfortable with that car because they continue to work on the right front of that automobile up under it on the suspension components there. So hopefully they can get that right righted and get Jamie back up to speed here in just a few moments. And as a matter of fact, he grabs the gear now and is uh, headed back out into the speedway. Just in time as the field comes rolling off turn number four, all single file behind the pace car, seeing that one-to-go signal from the flag stand to get back underway. Barney Hall, it's been a, a long, long day. We saw some pretty good racing in the first 38 laps under the green. What do you think we're going to see now? Well, the field is already jumbled up, and a lot of the guys are really good teams are way back in the middle of the field. See how strong they are when they put them under green. Still wondering who will go... Who'll get a car out there that looks to be very superior to everybody for the first 10 or 12 laps. They always do. You just wonder who it's going to be. You'd think they'd probably be maybe a little bit cautious, Jeff, when the green flag comes out, uh, getting things kind of warmed up, ready to go again, making sure there's no wet patches any place around the racetrack before they start making any dramatic moves. Yeah, and I would imagine so, but you know what? These are NASCAR drivers, and I think there's only one way. When they drop the green flag, they will haul it off into turn number one. Dave Moody set the scene for us as we get set to get back under the green flag. Well, it's a beautiful sight, Jeff. The second ever under the lights, Daytona 500. Field has crossed over to the columns of two behind the pace car. Lights are out, and next time, my, we're ready to go green flag racing. They're halfway down the super stretch, headed to the view of Mike Bagley. Lights are off atop the Chevrolet SS safety car, and the drivers are just slinging those cars back and forth from side to side, trying to get some heat in those Goodyear Eagle tires. And as Dave mentioned, they are lined up in double-wide formation. Kyle Busch will restart the race on the outside with Casey Kane to his left. Behind them, you got Denny Hamlin down low, Brian Vickers topside. Behind them, Paul Menard to the inside of Brad Keselowski. And then you got Jeff Gordon and Joey Logano lined up two-by-two two behind those front three rows. Then you've got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Landon Castle now making up the top ten. The wait, Kyle Ricky, it is all but over. It is what these race fans have been waiting for for a about six hours now, and man, they have filled the grandstands in a hurry the last couple of minutes in time for the restart as the Chevrolet pace car is set to pull the pit road. Field doubled up, ready to go for the restart. Kyle Larson made another stop on pit road after damage from a spin earlier today. He's pulled back onto the racetrack, and here comes the field with Kyle Busch on the outside, Casey Kane on the inside. The pace car goes to pit road. We're about to see the American ethanol green flag waving again at Daytona. It's out. And they're coming up to speed, side-by-side, side, across the line, going through the trioval, Heading up to turn number one. No one steps out yet. Two abreast in pace car formation at the moment as they begin to work their way up to full song now. Kyle Busch selects the outside lane for the restart. That'll put Casey Kane on the bottom of the racetrack. Nobody able to get advantage. They're nose-to-nose off two. Chevy down low. Toyota topside as they come to the back straightaway. Now the outside line, led by Kyle Busch, begins to advance. Matter of fact, Kyle goes to the point. Denny Hamlin inches forward in second. Casey Kane tries to rally back downstairs. Kyle Busch all by himself at the front of the 
field. Then it's Denny Hamlin topside, side by side with Casey Kane for second. One row behind them, Brian Vickers goes to the outside of Paul Menard. Well, with the exception of Kyle Busch being the pace car, it looks identical to one lap ago, other than the fact that we just crossed the finish line at speeds near 200 miles an hour. Back under the green flag here at Daytona. Kyle Busch out front. By about a two-car length advantage right now, the battle is for second. Casey Kane, bottom of the racetrack. Top side, it's Denny Hamlin. Hamlin in the tire track of his teammate, Kyle Busch. Front six rows are in double-wide formation. Then you break out into three-wide formation there as Cole Witt goes up the middle, and he's got a lot of help to do it. Not in fact, Marcus Ambrose behind him. Carl Edwards, Brian Scott, Trevor Bain in the middle. And then on the bottom of the racetrack, you have Bobby Labonte trying to come to the front. He is tucked in right behind Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's right behind Ricky Stenhouse. Three wide, three rows deep. Up at the front of the field, Casey Kane tries to get a run on Kyle Busch. We'll get a nose out in front at the line. Casey Kane takes over the lead, but Kyle is still there in the outside lane. After six hours of inactivity, these guys are hot to trot. Side by side for the lead. Three wide for fifth, sixth, and seventh. Top of the heap, it's Casey Kane on the inside. Kyle Busch letting it ride up high. That three wide for fifth, sixth, and seventh is given away, and Brad Keselowski from the middle lane will surge forward, and he'll find a lane, or find a hole, that is, in the inside lane. Here's Casey Kane, Kyle Busch, side by side for the lead of the Daytona 500. They continue to run nose to nose. They also continue to run three wide just inside of the top ten. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Jeff Gordon, Casey Mears. They are three wide from eighth on that. The thunder rumbles from turn number four back through the trioval, back to the start finish line side by side again for the race lead. Casey Kane, he's working the inside lane. To his right elbow, that is Kyle Busch. Side by side. Now Kyle will get the advantage in at turn number one. Pulls out at least for the moment by about a car length. Here's Denny Hamlin. He'll come to the outside to challenge for second, but Casey Kane will not quit on the bottom. Frank Keselowski wants into the top five. He's back in the middle, and it's working. Here's Kyle. who changed lanes. Now Kyle's in the middle. Denny gets a run. Three wide for the lead with Casey Kane down on the inside. Here comes Denny Hamlin. Top side, though. He wants to retake the top spot. But Casey Kane to the bottom of the racetrack. Kyle Busch still stuck in that middle lane with Paul Menard to his inside and Brian Pickers top side. Two cars are side by side. That's Denny Hamlin and Casey Kane. Everybody else practically three wide. Coming back into the trival. An amazing sight here at Daytona. The race for the lead. Still on in turn one. This was worth the six hour rain delay. Top of the racetrack now. Denny Hamlin wants a piece of the number one spot. He's going to fight to the outside lane. Casey Kane on the bottom of the racetrack. It's Kane by a fender off two. Double wide for the lead. Three rows deep of, well, they're spread out all over the place. It's rush hour here at Daytona. They are sliding and banging off one another midway down the back straightaway. Still in three wide formation from third on back. Two and three wide throughout the field. Casey Mears, or Casey Kane that is, inches out front at the front of the field. Then it's Denny Hamlin top side, side by side behind them. Racing as though it's the last lap of the Daytona 500, but we are only on lap number 51. Denny Hamlin back out front. He's got the top spot. Maybe not so quick. Here comes Casey Kane. Casey Kane still banging away at the bottom of the racetrack. Kyle Busch upstairs looking to make it a three-man battle for the lead. Then they're three deep for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Menard on the bottom. Keselowski in the middle. Top side is Brian Vickers. Three wide, six rows deep in this battle for fourth, fifth, sixth on back. Up front, Hamlin away with the lead. Kyle Busch to second. Three wide behind him. Vickers top. 
Keselowski middle, Kane in the bottom. Vickers will take that third spot away. Here comes Casey Mears top tight in that outside lane. Brad Keselowski leads the middle lane while Casey Kane on the bottom. And the fast lane again up against the outside retaining wall, at least this lap by, led by Denny Hamlin. He and Kyle Busch knows to tell that it's three wide for the fourth spot going to turn one. Down to the bottom of the racetrack, the three wide battle. Hugging that yellow line is Casey Kane. Keselowski in the middle of the racetrack. Brian Vickers still topside. They're all chasing Denny Hamlin. Turn two, Denny Hamlin. Kyle Busch take the top lane of the racetrack and they bring this field up the super stretch. It begins to settle down just a tad from third on back. Vickers has third. Keselowski trying to inch forward and Casey Mears is in the mix. Those two cars side by side. Brad Keselowski to the inside of Brian Vickers for third. Casey Mears rounds out the top five and then they're three wide again. Casey Kane, Jeff Gordon and others. Three wide about four rows deep as they work back to the start finish line. Denny Hamlin out front. Single file at the moment. The top three. Kyle Busch, Brian Vickers but again Dave from there on back it's wild. They've had their chances to get back to double file. Some of them have chosen to do so. Casey Kane though still trapped on the bottom of that three wide sandwich and he is plummeting toward the back. Now everybody settles down. We're back to double wide formation in at least the front 15 20 cards or so. The first man out of line down low. Brad Keselowski trying to hang on for third but Vickers will grab the spot in three. It's the outside lane that will advance. Vickers to third. Casey Mears trying to pull up alongside though but here comes the inside lane rallying back again. Brad Keselowski back up to that third spot. Well, Barney Hall so much for my theory of them kind of taking it easy for a while. They've been racing like it's the last lap. Yeah, they have all night long and right now Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Brian Vickers, Brad Keselowski, and Casey Mears are the top five. And the youth movement that we talked about uh, building up in NASCAR gets even bigger here at this stage of the race. And they're racing back up into turn number three. Kyle Rickey, again, a battle for the race lead. And again, it's side by side. Here is Kyle Busch, who was in the outside lane a moment ago, crossed over to the bottom, retakes the top spot off turn four. Kyle pulls right up in front of his teammate Denny Hamlin, coming up off the corner. He has the top spot nailed down once again. Now the inside lane is occupied by Brad Keselowski, Jeff Gordon. They're the front two cars. Let's see what they can do. Well, Kyle Busch saw Keselowski coming in that inside lane like a locomotive, dove down in front of him, took the push to the point, but he's not going to hold it for long. Here comes Keselowski to the inside. Opens up the inside line off turn two. Keselowski leads the inside charge. Kyle Busch leads the outside lane, side by side for the lead. Keselowski with a fender out in front in three. But here comes Kyle Busch back in that outside lane. Now he'll inch out in front by the time they get to turn four. They are still side by side. Jeff Gordon, Denny Hamlin in and out, one row behind him. And then further back, Paul Menard made a lane of his own, made up three wide. He picked off several cars. He's coming to the front, looks to his outside. He's got Brian Vickers there. That's the battle in the third row, Dave. It's three, four, five rows deep of competition right now. Back about five rows. They're still three wide with Casey Kane. Joey Logano is there. Terry Labonte as well. Front of the pack, wheel to wheel for the number one spot. They are locked together up front and through at least three quarters of this field in double wide and three wide formation. Kyle Busch gets away with the lead. Hamlin to second. Here comes Vickers. He'll storm to the outside of Keselowski for third. Keselowski on the bottom of the racetrack hangs on to that third spot. Then it's Brian Vickers topside. Casey Mears next in line in the outside lane. He runs fifth. He's under attack from Jeff Gordon on the bottom. Just heard Dave Moody mention Terry Labonte. Yeah, he's up there in the top ten. He says this will be his last day ton of 500. And man, he is running well here so far. Also, Landon Castle doing a good job. He's in the 12th 
12th position. And further back, Cole Witt. He's inside the top 20, currently running in 19th, but it's Kyle Busch showing the way. We're back at the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway, where Brad Keselowski leads the pack as they exit turn two. He has the inside line, then he changes to the outside, then darts back to the inside of the racetrack. He is away with the lead. Side by side for second. Paul Menard to the inside of Kyle Busch. They go side by side. Behind them, it's Joey Logano to the inside of Denny Hamlin. Kevin Harvick to the inside of Brian Vickers. And then Casey Kane to the inside of Casey Mears. They're side by side all the way back to the field. 37 laps away from halfway with 63 laps in the books. Alex Hayden, help us understand now the pitting strategy that we saw play out when the uh, pit road opened just before we went green. Half the field came down, half didn't. How long can those that didn't come down stay on the racetrack? Um, Jeff, stick with me here. I got three different scenarios going on just here in the midsection of the pit lane alone. The majority of the leaders out on the racetrack have only been to pit road one time. That was back on lap number 24. We heard that they can go somewhere in the neighborhood of 45, maybe 46 laps on a full tank of fuel. So we're not far away from having wholesale pit Pit stops here for a lot of the leaders at the front of the field. Then I've got a couple of drivers, Matt Kenseth included, that pitted back on lap number 33, just before the red flag. So he's on his own scenario, some 10 to 12 laps after the first group. And then, of course, this latest wave that just came to pit road on lap number 44. So we got three different scenarios, but there's a big pack of the leaders that are due to pit road in the next 12 to 15 laps. And we have a new leader now, Paul Menard. But can he hold on to it? He's trying. They're in pace lap formation, Joe. They're side-by-side for the lead and throughout virtually the rest of the field. Keslowski, though, rallies back to the outside lane. And has help from Kyle Busch in that outside lane. Here's Menard back to the inside, back out front by a half a car length. He's being pushed to the front of the field by Joey Logano. So half of the field right up against the outside, safer barrier. The other half to the inside, right down, snuggle up against that double yellow line. But you know what, Dave? Bottom side, top side, doesn't matter. Both lanes are very quick. Really doesn't seem to matter where you are as long as you got a good race car. And right now, Paul Menard, very, very racy here in the early going. He storms to the inside of Keselowski one more time. Ford and Chevy side by side for the lead. You've got the Chevrolet of Paul Menard inside of the Ford of Brad Keselowski. Behind Menard, drafting help from Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Casey Kane, Jeff Gordon, and a half a dozen others. Further back in the third row, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. And then it's Casey Mears, Brian Vickers, Jeff Gordon, Casey Mears. That is the top ten. Terry Labonte and Trevor Bain beginning to come to the front as well. Back to the trioval again. Paul Menard and Brad Keselowski up at the front of the pack. Then right behind them, you've got Kyle Busch lined up with Joey Logano side by side. Just about half the field is double wide. Everybody racing inches apart through the 31-degree banking in turns one and two. Again, it's Menard on the bottom. Keselowski topside. Chevrolet in forward for the lead at Daytona. And everybody content to stay in this double-wide formation. No one forcing a three-wide move. Everybody just riding inside and out. Nobody trying to go up the middle. But everybody in hot pursuit of Keslowski and Menard. Menard on the bottom has the advantage through turn three and four this time. But off of turn number four, here's Brad Keslowski getting it wound up in that outside lane. He leads now by a half-car lane. Team Penske having a good night so far with Brad Keslowski up there on the front row. Right behind him on the inside, you've got his teammate, 
Joey Logano. But in the middle, you've got Paul Menard and his Chevrolet. And Menard is not going to be easy to dislodge from the inside of that front row. He pushes himself out to a half a car length lead once again, trying to finish off Brad Keselowski. Menard to the lead on a super track. He'll grab the lead off turn two, take that top spot, and immediately change lanes. He'll go topside this time. Matter of fact, he'll split the difference as they go wheel to wheel with teammates for second. And now Menard back to the bottom of the racetrack, just in front of Joey Logano. Keselowski continues to lead that outside lane with Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and others topside, but it's Menard all by himself off turn four. I'll play a fast mover out there right now, Jeff, and that is Kevin Harvick. He restarted in the 33rd position. Harvick is in the lead draft now. He's just moved up to fourth. And racing real hard back there, Dave. You watch him. He just picks his way methodically through the traffic. And he's got a race car, that Budweiser Chevrolet, Jeff, that can run equally well, bottom or top. He's to the inside of Kislowski, running and gunning for third. We have seen him in the outside lane. We've seen him down low. And that's exactly where he is right now, third in line behind Paul Menard and Joey Logano. Inside lane moves forward. Logano now squeezes through for second. And Menard, who was in the outside lane a moment ago, entering turn number three, right back to the bottom of the racetrack ahead of Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick who's up to third. Kevin Harvick doing a great job here tonight again picking up a tremendous amount of ground already the 2007 winner of the Daytona 500. If Kevin Harvick finishes in the top 10 in tonight's race you'll get a free blooming onion at Outback Steakhouse tomorrow. This season race to your local Outback Steakhouse for bold new flavors and classic favorites like Outback's award winning Outback Special Sirloin. Outback Steakhouse no rules, just right. And right now, Kevin Harvick, Mike Bagley, not content. He rides fourth. He wants more. He does want more, but there's a gentleman that wants even more than him. That's Logano. Crossover move. Now leads the outside line and wants the lead. Logano leading that outside lane for the first time, trying to take the top spot away for Paul Menard, and he might do it off of turn number four. They are still side by side. Logano gets a good run off turn number four, right up against the outside retaining wall, and still alongside Paul Menard. Menard's car is strong. Joey's might be equal as they head off to turn one. Logano half a car length up in that outside lane as they hit the banking, but Menard drives it deep into the corner. He'll take a half car length advantage of his own. He gets a shove from Kevin Harvick. They're dead even off two. Now Logano will get a fender out in front to the super stretch. He's in the outside line. Menard down low. Menard with drafting help from Kevin Harvick. Also a car length back to Casey Kane. Jeff Gordon, look out. Trevor Bain up the middle. Three wide. Side by side at the front of the field. Three wide further back. Trevor Bain to the bottom of the racetrack. Now it's Jeff Gordon that gets kicked out of line on the inside of the racetrack all by himself on the bottom lane. And this has happened before. In fact, just a few laps ago, but maybe a reason. Jeff Gordon out of the throttle now, slowing down to 55 miles per hour. Apparently, Jeff Gordon, as we go to pit road, says now's the time to make a stop. He's one of those guys that last came in on lap number 24. We got the same situation that Alex Hayden said, that we got three different scenarios. He's on the binders, come to the attention of the crew. They go to the right side of the car. It's going to be right side tires. First can of Sunoco fuel going in. Looks like they're going to make it a four-tire stop here on lap 71. Lead draft is heading into turn four. Side by side once again. Joey Logano topside. Paul Menard to the bottom of the racetrack, although Menard without drafting help this time. It's the outside lane. 
Ryan that leads off to the corner. And now here comes a number of cars peeling off the super speedway and making their way onto pit road. So again, as Alex Hayden pointed out, you could only go so far. Kevin Harvick is in. Yeah, Kevin Harvick, the Budweiser Chevy was in. Now he just pitted before we went back to racing, but he is now within sequence of everyone else that's running up front. Paul Menard is in as well, and uh, we've got uh, AJ or David Gilliland in getting pit service now. Harvick was very quick. Fuel only. Menard took right side tires, and he is down and away, and that's uh, Landon Castle, not David Gilliland, uh, getting a routine pit work for Landon Castle. Alex Hayden. A big mistake for Casey Kane here on the pit lane. They changed right side Goodyear Eagles. They dropped the jack. He put it in gear, tried to light the tires up, quickly jammed the brakes, realized that they're going to do a four-tire change. So a quick mistake down here on the pit lane, and all of his drafting partners that he came to pit road with have since been gone, including Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Here's Kyle Busch. Here's Brian Vickers on the pit lane this time. Lap 73, right side work on the M&M's Toyota for Kyle Busch. Right side work also for the Aaron's Dream Machine Toyota for Brian Vickers. Two-tire change for Vickers, and that's all it will be for Kyle Busch as well. Actually, it'll be a four-tire change now for Kyle Busch. Another slight miscue down here on the pit lane as Kyle Busch will be the last one to get away. Steve Post. Yeah, down here with Cole Whippet. Randy Cox calling the shot atop that race. Uh, team pit box, and uh, it was four tires for Cole Whip. He is down and away, and uh, we see other teams up on pit walls now, and as a matter of fact, here comes Big Mac, Jamie McMurray, wheeling it down to the attention of the crew, and on the right side, looks like routine pit work for Jamie McMurray as he works that car down here on pit wall. They work on the right side of the car. Second can of Sunoco Racing Fuel chassis adjustment, and it's going to be a two-tire stop for McMurray, and it looks like Denny Hamlin is in as well. It'll be a four-tire change. They're going to adjust the wedge of the race car on both the right rear and the left rear corner of this black and orange FedEx Express Toyota. They did not like the handling on this latest green flag run. Denny Hamlin gets a chassis adjustment for fresh Goodyear Racing Eagles and a full tank of Sunoco fuel. We expect his Joe Gibbs Racing teammate Matt Kenseth the pit road. This time the crew is up on the wall awaiting Matt. Casey Kane had a problem exiting pit road going up on the racetrack. He spun the car, did not hit anything at all, but was able to continue. Lost a lot of ground there. Maybe hitting a wet spot at the exit of pit road. Hit up some dirt, spun it around, refired the car, and drove away. We'll follow up on that situation in a few moments. Right now, they are showing that Brad Keselowski leads, and we're hearing that Kyle Busch gets a pass-through penalty for bringing equipment out on pit road. Paul Menard has taken over the race leader, uh, the race lead here at uh, the Daytona 500 with Denny Hamlin in second. Kevin Harvick is third, Carl Edwards fourth, and Matt Kenseth in fifth. Casey Kane just ahead of the field, but remember he had a problem coming off pit road and lost some time, so he is just in front of the race leaders. Now, possible problem for Denny Hamlin, apparently a radio issue, Alex? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Some kind of a short inside the car for Denny. Hamlin. What's happening is his uh, key is uh, for to talk to his crew is coming on inadvertently. He switched over to the backup radio system. That did not work either. They're still having a problem with Denny Hamlin's radio right now. So Paul Menard leads across the stripe. Lap 91 goes up on the board. Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth. That's the top five, Dave. In the uh, number six spot right now is Jimmy Johnson. He rides side-by-side with Jamie McMurray. Next 
in line is Brian Vickers as they exit turn two. Brian Vickers next in line while up front they start to move and shake around some lap traffic. Here come the leaders to the inside of Eric Almarola and they stack it up. Matt Kenseth now trying to take advantage of all this movement. And both of those cars, both Carl Edwards, Brian Vickers also going around the lap car of Eric Almarola coming up the speed after having that penalty a moment ago. Kenseth and Jamie McMurray form a line on the outside. They'll fall in behind Denny Hamlin and try to make that kick in. Right now the inside lane has the advantage going to one. Beginning to sizzle as they run the bottom of the racetrack heading for turn number one. Kevin Harvick to the inside of Denny Hamlin. That's the battle for the number two position. Harvick disposes of Hamlin. Now he wants a piece of Paul Menard. Here he comes to the inside but Menard will move down and chop off that advance and at the same time Menard will bypass the lap car of Casey Kane. Kane though still to the outside as the leaders work around him. Kane trying to stay on the lead lap but it's not to be as he is being shuffled back in that outside lane. Race leaders to the bottom led by Paul Menard and Kevin Harvick. We've got 36 cars right now running on the lead lap. Casey Kane right now being shown one lap down. It's Paul Menard, Kevin Harvick and Carl Edwards. They were nose to tail for a minute. Now Kevin Harvick breaking out of line. Harvick wants to move once again. He goes to the inside, drives underneath Carl Edwards, takes sole command of the number two position. Filling his spot on the bottom of the Edwards machine. Here comes Jimmy Johnson for third. Side by side for that third position. Jimmy Johnson works to the inside. Carl Edwards top of the racetrack as everybody now chases Paul Menard who starts to feel a challenge from Kevin Harvick. Harvick right there within a car length and then they go side by side for third. Jimmy Johnson to the inside of Carl Edwards. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. He begins to advance on that inside lane. He bypasses Edwards for fourth. Boy, we're seeing some tremendous racing tonight at Daytona. Barney, they made some subtle changes on the cars coming down here, mainly adding a little bit to the rear spoiler and apparently the combination is perfect for racing. The pack type racing is back. Yeah, we've seen uh, all three of NASCAR's divisions here for speed weeks and with the minor changes that are on the Holland, as far as the aero package they've got, seems to be pretty good. Yeah, it's just great racing. Uh, it, it, it really is like they're racing for the last lap, for the win of the Daytona 500. And they've been doing that ever since we got underway, at least in the nighttime hours. It wasn't like this earlier in the day when we ran the first 38 laps, Jeff. 38 laps or so. We ran, you know, kind of up against the outside safer barrier. but And we thought we might see that again. We kind of refer to it as logging laps, just trying to get closer to the finish without putting yourself in jail. Jeopardy, but I don't think anybody's watching Jeopardy right now, Dave Moody. It is flat out. Get to the front if you can. Well, there's no doubt about it, Jeff, that we're nearing the halfway mark of this event. Nobody's sure where the next bit of precipitation may hit us, so at the front of the pack, they are on the hammer. Kevin Harvick chasing Paul Menard. And it's a seven-car breakaway up front. You've got Paul Menard, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Joey Logano, your top five, followed by Brad Keselowski and Brian Vickers, and the pack grows even more. And then it's going to be side-by-side, side, the lap car of Eric Almarola, followed by Carl Edwards, next car in line on the lead lap, followed by Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Cole Witt, and Denny Hamlin. Coming down to the line, there will be four laps before the halfway point this evening. Joe Moore, last lap here at Daytona International Speedway by Paul Menard. 
204 miles per hour. They are picking them up and laying them down in a hurry. A lap and a half shy of halfway. David Reagan's hope for doing what he did at Talladega. Steve Post is gone. Yes, indeed it is, Jeff. David sits here behind the wheel of the car. The window nut is down. The crew working all up under the car. Can't get a word with David because I'd be right in their way. What they're working on is the transmission, and there's a crew guy actually in the car where the gear shifter is, and crew members all along the driveline under the car ready to replace that, take it out, and get him back on the racetrack. Unfortunately for David Reagan right now, this becomes getting as many points as possible and not trying to win the Great American Race tonight. Tough break for David. Paul Menard out front, one lap from halfway at Daytona. Paul Menard still shows the way here at Daytona. Jimmy Johnson rides along in the second spot. Tony Stewart was just on pit road. Came down pit road, shut the motor off. They topped it off with fuel. When he left, it sounded like it was down a cylinder. That's what he's been reporting, that the motor's going a little bit sour on Tony Stewart's Chevrolet. Single file among the top six or so. Mike Bagley. Paul Menard is your leader. Jimmy Johnson is second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, your top five. That's a top five. Cole went a great run in the sixth spot, and then the side-by-side racing begins. Carl Edwards to the inside of Kevin Harvick. Then it's Joey Logano. He flies to the outside of Casey Kane. Nobody's doing a whole lot of logging laps here tonight. They are going for it. Again, the front five or six cars, single file. Then it breaks out. Cole Witt there trying to make a move with Carl Edwards pushing him. Cole Witt looking to make his move and crack his way into the top five and he's going to get the job done as he runs up on the outside of the racetrack. Here they come. Off turn number two. Paul Menard, Jimmy Johnson, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. All the while, here's Cole Witt flying the swan racing colors leading the outside line. Well, that doesn't last for long. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes topside. Side straps off Jimmy Johnson and now Jr. goes to second. He'll take the second spot away, try to get back in the line in front of Johnson, but the room wasn't there. They'll remain nose to nose through turn number four. One car length behind Paul Menard. Paul Menard is the race leader. Here they come racing back through the trioval. Now to his outside, he's got a new player. The 88. It's white. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. going after the race lead. Dale Jr. climbing the banking in that outside lane where he wants to be. Side by side with Jimmy Johnson. Trying to rally the crews, but not getting a lot of drafting help on his back bumper. Cole Witt trying to get there. Now Jr. slings that Chevrolet wide against the outside retaining wall. Cole Witt right behind him. Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, the lap car of Kyle Busch, and others all stacked up behind Junior. Paul Menard so strong on the bottom of the racetrack. He has drafting help from Jimmy Johnson and Brad Keselowski. Then it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Next car in line. First one top side. He has help from Cole Witt. Tony Stewart continues to suffer apparently fuel pressure problems. That's all I can do, bud. Dropping down to 10 and 15 pounds, and it's doing it off of 2 4 in the exit of the trial. It acts like it's just out of fuel every lap, it gets worse and worse and worse. Taking longer to recover, too. Tony Stewart may well be going out early here this evening after being out of the sport for so long last year after the uh, sprint car injury. Uh, wanted to come back and uh, make his mark in the Daytona 500. He's been running well, but again, having some problems tonight. A 19-time winner at Daytona, but he is yet to win the Daytona 500, and he won't win it tonight. We've got a new race leader working off turn number four, Jimmy Johnson, who was way at the back of the pack, is now way at the front 
Ricciardi crosses the line. He's the new race leader on lap 107. Paul Menard, Dale Earnhardt Jr., they'll battle for second. Jr. goes to the outside of Paul Menard. He wants to take away that number two position. He's got drafting help from Kurt Busch. He's got drafting help as well from the Brad Keselowski machine. And Keselowski goes up the middle of a three wide. Keselowski is in the middle of a three wide formation with Carl Edwards downstairs and Cole Witt topside. Here come the leaders bearing down on a pack of four lap cars in turn four. They lie just ahead of the race leaders. Jimmy Johnson goes topside. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Paul Menard going to the bottom, as does Johnson now at the exit of turn four. An eight-car breakaway working through the banking turns three and four here at Daytona, and then they're two wide from there on back. We're coming up on lap 113. Expecting to see some action along the pit lane shortly. The folks at Kevin Harvick's crew up on the wall. They didn't come in this time. Maybe the next time by. Jimmy Johnson showing the lead. He uh, uh, 26 lead changes among 15 different drivers here so far tonight, and you got to feel like uh, Jeff Striegel that at this stage of the race, past the halfway mark. The intensity is building because everybody knows. You look around, there's lightning around the area. There's rain closing in. It's just a matter of time. Well, and the crew chiefs know that, too. They've got, I think, Alex Hayden, uh, you mentioned it uh, when we were under the red flag for the rain delay, that these teams have all the telemetry they need in order to track not only what's going on in the racetrack, but what's going on around the racetrack. Yeah, no question. Pretty extensive weather uh, systems on these pit boxes with radars and all kinds of good things. But they also have pretty good crew chief, Steve Post, because they know when to bring the cars in. Yes, indeed. And Slugger Lobby, the crew chief on Paul Menard's car, has made the call here on lap 113. Right side tires on that automobile. Landon Castle is in. Going to be right side tires as well for Happy Harvick in the Budweiser Chevrolet car. So it's two tires again for, for Paul Menard. Looks like four tires in fuel for Kevin Harvick. Four tires for, two tires for Landon Castle. Also, Jamie McMurray getting pit service this time by Winston. It looks like there's one in front of you. That'd be Casey Mears. They're going to get right side tires on his Chevrolet. They're going to come around. They're not going to make it a four-tire stop. Putting in that second can of Sunoco fuel here on lap 114. Here's two more cars coming off the banking of one spin. Coming off the corner. Down to the inside, it's Michael Annette. Turns the car sideways. A tremendous save there. He got down on the very bottom of the apron. Nearly turned the car sideways. He's in now. Yes, he is. Michael Annette, one of the Sunoco rookie drivers. And there you have it. That's what happens. Rookies try to get it slowed down to 55. Does not look like any damage on that automobile. It's rolled out in front of Casey Kane. Had to have Casey Kane concerned. But uh, right now they're completing routine pit service. The left side tires are done. Four tires and Michael Annette. It's down and away, and uh, Winston, I believe, uh, Casey Kane is in front of you. Yeah, Winston uh, is a little bit further down. There's going to be some cars coming in front of him in just a moment. Casey Kane got right side Goodyear Eagle Sunoco Racing Fuel. This goes back to the radar. The crew chiefs now have a decision to make. As we take a peek at the radar in Denny Hamlin's pit box, it is awfully colorful. That's never good when you look at radars. So the crew chiefs now have an opportunity. Do you do fuel only? Do you do right sides only? Either way, this is going to come into play. Denny Hamlin's team is up on the wall. We're waiting Denny Hamlin to pit road sometime in the next lap or two. Well, if you remember uh, several laps ago when Casey Kane made his last pit stop, when he left, he spun going out. It just got worse for Casey Kane, this time on entry into the pit area. Joe, he was too fast. NASCAR busts him for speeding. That'll be a pass-through penalty. Casey already back 
in the 39th position. Having some struggles along the pit lane here this evening. Across the line, lap 117, Brad Keselowski now the race leader over Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Joey Logano, and Kurt Busch. More cars in. Here's Denny Hamlin off the racetrack for service at 117. Along with Ricky Stenhouse Jr., they come to a stop. Quick rip of the tear off on the windshield for Denny Hamlin's team. Right side, Goodyear Eagles are on. It will be a four-tire change. No visible chassis adjustments. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., his nationwide insurance Ford Fusion patiently awaiting. Brian Vickers away. All of them getting service here in the midsection of the pit lane. So here comes the field now. The rest of the field working off turn number four, seeing if there are any takers on the pit road. We just got word that... Jeff Gordon may be out of fuel trying to get that car back to pit lane, pit road. He does. Jeff Gordon, Kyle Busch, they're on pit road now, 55 miles an hour. Let's uh, cover the stop of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch with all kinds of sparks trailing from underneath the nose of his car. They had the uh, the shock set so soft down here, the splitter was dragging and making a nice fireworks show, but no harm, no foul. Four fresh Goodyear Racing Eagles, two can Sonoka Racing fuel. He's got down and away. Winston Jeff Gordon is in. Yeah, and he's getting right side tires. They're topping it off with Sunoco fuel. He had radioed in that lap before and said, Alan, Alan Gustafson, his crew chief, he thought he was out of fuel. Got down the car, was still running when he came down pit road. A lap earlier, it was Bobby Labonte with a four-tire change to Tony Stewart back on pit road, working on that fuel pickup problem in the trunk section of his Chevrolet. Brad Keselowski leads the pack to turn two. It continues to be Keselowski out on top by less than a car length over Jimmy Johnson, then Dale Jr. and Joey Logano. Single file they come. The front four up the back straight away. Jeff Gordon coming up to speed. Kyle Busch coming up to speed as well. And they are being caught at this moment by the leaders in turn three. And they'll give plenty of room to the leaders' top side. That's where Brad Keselowski goes along with Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Joey Logano, and Kurt Busch all top side off turn four. Moving around some of those cars coming back up to speed. Three white cars leading the field here. A Ford and a pair of Chevrolets. Brad Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's your top three, but again, they shuffle them up before they get back to turn one. And Joey Logano's going to stick a flash of yellow and red into the middle of all those white cars at the front of the pack. He drives under Dale Jr. to take third. He's going to take a crack at Jimmy Johnson for the deuce spot. Keselowski sees him coming, pulls to the inside of the lap car of Kyle Busch, picks up his teammate, and now it's Team Penske trying to charge its way to the front. Problem is, here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. giving Jimmy Johnson a shove on the high side. And uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the outside lane. Joey Logano to the bottom. Leaders stacked up just ahead. Brad Keselowski to the inside of Jimmy Johnson off turn four. Keselowski off the pace, dropping down to the apron of the track. He'll come to pit road here at lap 121. He and Joey Logano pitting together as they did earlier here this evening. They slow down and head for their stops again at 121. They were last in on lap number 76. This time Keselowski in pit stall number 13. He's going to have to swing around Tony Stewart who's in pit stall number 14. They go to the right side of the car in the preferred pit stall number two that Todd Gordon, the crew chief for Joey Logano, likes. They're getting right side tires. No wrench is going in either car. Four tires on the Miller Lite Ford. It's going to be four tires on the Pennzoil Ford for Penske Racing. Their Ford's on lap 121 with four tire stops. And that means 79 laps remaining as the field again comes off turn number four. Joe, have you ever, do you ever remember a Daytona 500 where we saw this 
many different pitting strategies. We've got guys on and off of pit road every other lap. It's not unusual, and Barney, I know you've seen this over the years coming to Daytona. You might have half the field doing one thing and half the field doing other, but it's broken up almost in twos or threes out there, all kinds of different combinations of pit stop strategy. Yeah, it would be hard to know exactly what you want to do. The guys on pit road are certainly are watching to see what, what, what kind of stops they make and everything, but... Uh, it's just a great Daytona 500. Love to watch them under the lights here. Adding to, of course, all the issues they're dealing with here this evening is that threat of weather. And you'd better believe those crew chiefs, as uh, Alex and Steve Post have both reported, keeping a close eye on the weather radar, trying to figure when to bring the, our, our guy in and should we bring him in yet? How far can we go? And nobody wants to get stuck on pit road when it starts raining. Of course, when you're out of fuel, you're out of fuel. You're dead in the water. I mean, that's uh, what Jeff Gordon may have been doing, just trying to stretch that for every possible lap. It isn't a matter more than likely of if it's going to rain. It's a matter of when it's going to rain. And up on those pit boxes, those crew chiefs right now watching it very closely, trying to do what they can, Joe. But the bottom line is the cars can run 45 laps on fuel. You get to that fuel window. Whether you want to stay out or not, you've got no choice. Can make all the difference in the world. 76 laps remain if we stay good as far as the weather is concerned. Right now, the man up front is Jimmy Johnson. Back at Daytona, running the Daytona 500. 73 laps remain. Again, pit road, a very busy place. We'll start with Alex Hayden. Well, and it's busy, but for a bad reason. Clint Boyer, a lot of smoke in the five-hour energy Toyota. He's dropped the window net, and he is absolutely furious through the steering wheel on the dash. He climbs out of the car right here, gets the jack and throws it out of the way. Team lifts the hood, and uh, certainly very dejected. Clint Boyer, he's going to be out of the race early. Now a number of other cars pitted. Let's start uh, down in turn four. Steve Post? Yeah, down here we had um, down here we had Jimmy Johnson. It was four tires and fuel. We had uh, Marcus Ambrose, four tires and fuel. Danica Patrick, it's a good thing she took four tires. She had smoke just boiling off the GoDaddy.com Chevrolet car as she brought it in. Four tires and fuel for Danica Patrick as well on lap 127. Winston Kelly? On this end, four tires and Sunoco fuel for Austin Dillon. It was two tires for Greg Bethel, two for Dale Earnhardt Jr., and two for Eric Amarola as more cars start to head down pit road. Brian Scott, one of those. Ryan Newman also making a stop. Justin Allgaier, all nose to tail in front of you, Alex. Yeah, they're down here on the pit lane. Brian Scott having a pretty good speed week here in 2014, but he's got a problem with the radio. The uh, He can hear the crew, but the crew cannot hear him. They're going to try to change that radio out. you got Justin Allgaier. You've got Ryan Newman also on the pit lane. Let's go to the other end and Steve Post. Yeah, Clint Boyer walking back to the garage. Clint, what puts you out? I just blew up. Yes. Pretty disappointing. Try to try to be patient to get to the end, and then you blew up. There we go. Very disappointed, Clint Boyer. Uh, he was very disappointed uh, in the crash he was involved in during the Budweiser duel the other night. And now, again, problems for Clint Boyer puts him out early in the Daytona 500. So we cycle through another one of these partial rounds of pit stops. We have about three or four different scenarios that are playing out here this evening as everyone keeps an eye on the sky. Michael Waltrip now on pit road right behind him. Kyle Larson making a pit stop. Meanwhile, the field continues to circulate. They're up in turn number four. 
headed back to the start finish line. So again, we kind of got to wait for it to cycle around just to set the uh, the running order. But again, one thing that we're doing now, of course, is racing the radar, Joe, and that means that pitting strategy is so key, so important. But track position now is what it's all about. Absolutely, because nobody knows when this thing is going to end. And again, for those guys having to come in and make the pit stops, that's got to be a frightening experience because you just don't know. If I get to pit road, something happens, suddenly, you know, I've blown a chance to win the season opening race here at Daytona International Speedway. That lead draft hooked up nicely now, heading to turn three. Single file, they race. couple of drivers darting out to make it double wide back to the corner. A lot of lead lap cars, a lot of lap cars all mixed together. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes topside. Casey King to the bottom. Carl Edwards, Kyle Busch stuck in the middle. Eric Almarola in the mix as well. And that is the battle for the race lead. Here they come once again. You've got Carl Edwards right there. He had the race lead last lap. Forget about it. He's back and forth. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson back up front. They just come thundering to the inside now. Carl Edwards, look, Casey Kane. Car goes all the way to the outside lane. They're going to shuffle him back as Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes command. Dale Jr. brings the field to the back straightaway. Junior Nation doing one big collective rain dance right now. But it's all Junior up front, able to keep everybody behind him, including the lap car of Eric Almarola, Jimmy Johnson, and others. Jimmy Johnson, the next car back, third in line. He rides in the second spot. Then it's the lap car of Kyle Busch, side-by-side behind them, between Carl Edwards and Casey Mears. Tony Stewart has had to take his car back into the garage, having fuel pressure problems early on this evening. They worked and worked and worked, and finally they have given it up, taking it back to the garage. We'll get a word from him in a few moments. Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the front of the field. He takes them back to turn one. Second place car is Jimmy Johnson. He's got a couple of lap machines that he's going to have to deal with, most notably the Eric Almarola car. Almarola running very quickly in that outside lane. All the while, Carl Edwards will drop to the inside of Jimmy Johnson in a battle for second. Here's Edwards drafting help from Greg Biffle, also Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, and Denny Hamlin down low. But it's the outside lane that advances. That's where Jimmy Johnson was. Dives right down to the inside of the racetrack. Will make the pass on the lap car of Eric Almarola. And now close in on Dale Jr. That's his teammate, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Out front, 67 laps remain. Jimmy Johnson is there. He peeks down to the inside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. throws the block. Jimmy goes back up against the outside safer barrier. So does Dale Jr. Dale Jr.'s got him all covered so far. Wherever Jimmy goes, Jr.'s there a half a step early. Carl Edwards to the bottom. He'll move under the lap machine of Almarola. He looks now to take over the second spot. Carl Edwards starting to build momentum with all that drafting help behind him. He's got Biffle, Kenseth, Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin. Here's Kevin Harvick, Jeff Gordon, and now Reed Sorensen all occupy the inside line. All at the inside of the racetrack in the outside lane. It is the lap cars of Eric Almarola, Kyle Busch, Casey Mears. Then you get back to Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, and Bobby Labonte. 66 laps to go in the Daytona 500. Winding down a long day at Daytona International Speedway. The Daytona 500 rolling along with 66 laps to go or rain, whichever comes first, I guess is the best way to look at it. Motor Racing Network with a live coverage for you today alongside Barney Hall and Jeff Striegel. I'm Joe Moore, Weston Kelly, Alex Hayden, Steve Post, Pete Pistone, and Woody Kane are in the pits and garage area. In the turns for our coverage today, Dave Moody, 
Mike Bagley and Kyle Ricky. 31 lead changes among 16 different drivers. Right now, it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the head of the pack. Carl Edwards is in second. Jimmy Johnson third. Greg Biffle fourth. And Matt Kenseth is in fifth. Let's take you further down the AutoZone leaderboard. Sixth is Kurt Busch. Seventh, Joey Logano. In eighth, Denny Hamlin. Ninth is Brad Keselowski. And Kevin Harvick has worked his way back to tenth. Brian Scott shows in 11th place right now, running 12th is Jamie McMurray. 13th belongs to Jeff Gordon. Austin Dillon is 14th and 15th with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 16th, Reed Sorensen. 17th is Brian Vickers. 18th, Paul Menard. 19th, Ryan Newman. And 20th is Marcus Ambrose. 21st, that would be Danica Patrick. 22nd is Michael Waltrip. 23rd, Terry Labonte. Justin Allgaier, 24th. 25th, Michael Annette. 26th, Landon Castle. Kyle Busch. 27th, Casey Mears, 28th, Eric Elmarola, 29th, and Trevor Bain goes 30th. David Gilliland runs in 31st, Bobby Labonte, 32nd, Parker Kligerman is 33rd, Josh Wise, 34th, and Cole Witt, 35th, Alex Bowman is 36th, Casey Kane, 37th, Kyle Larson, 38th, A.J. Allmendinger, 39th, and Clint Boyer, 40th, Tony Stewart's in the garage, he'll be scored 41st, David Reagan, 42nd, and Martin Truex Jr. also out, he'll be scored tonight and 40th. Third. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get proven tough Duralast brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. Sold only at AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. When we dropped the green flag at 1.30 this afternoon, Austin Dillon was the driver that led the field of the green flag. He just bailed out of line on the back straightaway and dropped all the way to the tail. We'll pick up that here in a moment as we head back downstairs to Steve Post. Well, Tony Stewart's uh, Bass Pro Shops Mobile One Chevrolet sitting here. What they have done is they have changed out the entire fuel cell. Jeff Mendering, the car chief, has headed up the effort at the back of the car, just taking Taking the entire fuel cell out, putting a brand new one in. We see competition director Greg Zipadelli watching, and we've seen Jeff Andrews and everyone from the Hendrick Engine Department downloading some information from the electronic fuel injection to see what they can learn, what was happening on the engine component of it. It's a fuel pickup problem. That fuel pickup is in the fuel cell, so they have replaced the fuel cell. They're buttoning it up down there. I would expect within a few laps to have Tony Stewart roll back out of the garage and back up on the speedway. Boy, that long road to recovery came to an end right here at Daytona when Tony was able to get back behind the wheel. He ran the sprint unlimited and of course uh all every all of his focus right here on the Daytona 500, looking to win it for the very first time. That won't happen, though, as he continues to sit in the garage. We're down to 62 laps remaining. Dale Earnhardt Jr. out front. Carl Edwards giving chase. In 1942, Eleanor flipped her wig about... I mentioned that Dale Earnhardt Jr. was a 2004 Daytona 500 winner. He was also runner-up in three of the last four 500s. And right now, he's trying to hold a pair of Fords behind him, Mike, weaving, snaking his way down the back straightaway. Greg Biffle the inside charge. Smooth Biff has got that inside line rolling. Lap traffic directly ahead. Here's Greg Biffle looking to the inside, side-by-side with Carl Edwards, closing in on the Alex Bowman car. He'll go to the inside and they'll split on three wide topside. Here is the pack thundering off turn four. Back to the start-finish line with Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading the way. Carl Edwards crosses over, pulls down to the inside. He's going to put on the challenge in turn one. Here comes Edwards looking for his first look at the lead. He powers under Dale Earnhardt Jr. Move Carl Edwards in the Fastenal Ford to the top of the heap at Daytona. Earnhardt back to second under the gun from Greg Biffle. Greg Biffle diving down low. You got 
got the lap car of Casey Mears behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. Behind Mears, you've got Logano, Brad Keselowski, Brian Scott, also Casey Kane, and about a dozen, maybe a dozen and a half others behind him. Greg Biffle continues to lead the outside lane, though. Now Dale Jr. and Carl Edwards will cross down in front of him in that inside lane. Now swing wide off turn four. We've got a number of very good cars one lap down, including Casey Mears, including Kyle Busch. He's a lap down. Trevor Bain is a lap down. So some very good race cars, Dave, but they're in the lead pack. Yeah, they are mixed into that group and are making it very, very interesting. Front of the field, we've got another lead change. Dale Jr., not to be denied. He's back to the top of the heat. Power move for Dale Earnhardt Jr. to go back to the lead here at Daytona International Speedway. Teammates are side-by-side behind him. Carl Edwards to the outside of Greg Biffle. That's the side-by-side race for second. Edwards to the inside of the racetrack. He will take that spot away. The lap car of Kyle Busch next in line to the inside of Carl Edwards who leads the outside lane and out of trouble. couple of cars get together. Eric Almarola, Brian Scott, Austin Dillon becomes involved. Danica Patrick as they continue to crash on the front stretch. Cars spin down here into the trioval. Danica Patrick hit the outside wall, then hit the wet grass down on the inside. Spins back onto the racetrack. Others involved here as they come down to the line. Cars spinning all over the place. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger looks like is there. Uh, and two, uh, Ryan Newman is one of those. And Michael Waltrip sitting out in the middle of the wet infield. Caution flag number three is out. A, a pretty significant impact for Danica Patrick uh, against the outside safer retaining wall. Let's uh, recap it. Kyle, Ricky, take us through what happened. Well, I think it was only a matter of time. Uh, two and three wide racing all night, and you knew at some point they were going to run out of room, and they did here in turn number four. They were getting racy deeper in the field, three wide, several rows deep. Brian Scott, Eric Almarola, they were the first two to come together, got up and into the outside wall. When, when they came off of the wall, they cut back in front of traffic, and while there were some of those cars that were behind them trying to snake down to the inside, they were clipped. Danica Patrick was one of those cars. Austin Dillon, I believe, was another one of those cars that went spinning toward the trioval in front of you guys in the tower. Looked like they were racing three wide. Kevin Harvick on the bottom, Brian Scott in the middle, and Eric Elmarola all the way to the top. And it looked like Kevin moved up, and Brian Scott had no place to go. He kind of shot his car up. Well, Eric Elmarola was alongside, came down, clipped Austin Dillon, came down, clipped Danica Patrick. That turned her head on into the outside retaining wall. So a number of cars torn up as we work our third caution flag of the race. A number of very good cars collected in this most recent caution flag that came out. Right now, 52 laps remaining. You know, and we talk about good cars, Steve Post. One of the best tonight was Paul Menard. Boy, I'll tell you what, they brought a dynamo here, and this was the backup car for Paul Menard, a practice crash earlier. Now it sits here in the garage area. Paul is behind the wheel, window net up. The car is on jack stands. A lot of damage on particularly the left front. They're going to rebuild this car. Slugger Labby calling the shots. He's the crew chief. A new radiator are going to go in the car, and they're going to work on the body work to get Paul Menard back out on the racetrack. So, a lot of work to do, but uh, the amount of effort this team
team put into bringing these race cars down here. The entire Richard Childress bunch, I'll tell you, they'll get it back out on the racetrack and get what they can get here this evening at Daytona. They're loading up some of the cars, pulling them away. Danica Patrick's car has already been taken back into the garage. They had to pull that out with an extended rope because of the wet conditions here off the apron of the track in the tri-oval. David Gilliland's car loaded on a rollback. Uh, what's left of Michael Waltrip's car being drugged down the front straightaway. They'll take that back into the garage. And again, a number of others with uh, damage that will continue to cover here in this multi-car crash off turn four at lap 148. You know, you just heard Steve Post document the damage on Paul Menard's car. He made very slight contact with Danica Patrick. No damage there. The damage on that car came when he dropped the left side tires off the pavement and into the grass. It is so wet. The front of that car sunk down. The splitter got caught in the grass, and that caused all the damage. And Barney Hall, you do everything you can to try to stay out of harm's way. You simply drive through the grass, albeit as wet as it is, and it just tears your car to shreds. That's exactly what it did to you as he crossed the line down here. We are under caution here at this afternoon, so we'll get close to it uh, won't be that much longer. I guess we'll get by with one more pit stop. Possibly so. That's uh, what uh, Winston Kelly reported a few moments ago. Let's swing over to Alex Hayden. Well, there's been a lot of cars, Joe, that were caught up in the incident with some cosmetic damage that have been on and off the pit lane. Casey Kane's car is one of those. He's got damage down the right side of the race car. And I'm no mechanic, but when a crew member comes out with a big orange hammer and starts whacking on the sheet metal, that's never a good thing. Brian Scott, Justin Allgaier, also with damage. Winston Kelly. Yeah, we've had a couple of cars on this in the pit road uh, that they brought down pit road. Uh, Josh Wise is one of those and also Alex Bowman. But uh, the one that we've been monitoring on the radio is Austin Dillon. They don't think their damage is as bad as it might have looked when we looked at the sprint vision for the replay where he got hit in the right rear of the car. So, and it looks like pit road is going to be open this time. So they're going to bring him down pit road. But none of the leaders on this end have come down yet waiting for pit road to be open. Well, now rain is not that far. Far away, so strategy on pit road will be critical. Here they come. Let's cover the stops. We'll start with Alex Hayden. Here they are, 55 miles an hour. Carl Edwards is in. Matt Kenseth, Denny Hamlin. We'll see what the crews are going to do. They'll go right side work. Brian Vickers, Ryan Newman in. It will be right side Goodyear Eagles for most of these drivers, and that's going to be it. Two tires. The drag race is on. Winston Kelly, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Right side tires. Greg Biffle. Fuel only. He gets off first, and it's going to be side by side for Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth is going to follow him out. Joey Locano's out behind Brad Keselowski, Jeff Gordon getting fuel in his machine. They have Austin Dillon on pit road. They're going to have to work on the right rear so they're going to go ahead and make a four tire stop and then further down pit road, Kurt Busch with a little bit of cosmetic damage so they're changing right side tires and then going to work on the left side of the car as well. But Greg Biffle's crew with a fuel only call by Matt Pusher he gets off with the lead. So Greg Biffle comes off pit road first. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. second, followed by Carl Edwards, Jimmy Johnson, and Matt Kenseth. Your top five cars off pit road, brought to you by Five Hour Energy. At Five Hour Energy, we're proud to be in our third season as sponsor of Clint Boyer and the number 15 Michael Waltrip Racing Toyota Camry. Good luck, Clint, from your friends at Five Hour Energy. And let's uh, go back down to Steve Post. You had some cars in front of you, and I guess the big question is, at this point, could the teams go? the rest of the way? Uh, nah, that's a stretch. Well, it depends on how far the rest of the way is, I guess. If it goes the full advertised distance, it's a bit of a stretch, but just 
a bit of a stretch. So we had Jimmy Johnson in. You guys mentioned about him, I think, getting off pair on second. He was fast with a two-tire stop. Landed Cass was in. Kevin Harvick went with four Goodyear Racing Eagles. Terry Labonte was in. Michael Lynette was in. Marcus Ambrose been watching that. He has some right-side damage, apparently from that dust-up out here that we just had on the front straightaway. So they've worked the last couple of times on the Stanley Ford from Richard Petty Motorsports to get the right side back smoothed out and make sure those fenders are not uh, rubbing into those Goodyear Racing Eagles. Marcus Ambrose back down in the way now. So the cleanup continues off of turn number four, just about complete, although they're sweeping here through the trioval. It'll be a few moments before we can get this race back under the green flag. So, again, great stop there by uh, the 3M Ford team. Greg Biffle comes out on top. Let's check in with Pete Pistoni. Standing by with Michael Waltrip involved in that incident. Michael, what happened? Uh, They crashed ahead of us, and I saw it and let off, and I got clobbered. It's like the guy never never knew there was a wreck, and... um, I stayed uh, in, t- in touch with the leaders all all night and was uh, carrying out my plan and felt really good about my car and uh, how much speed it had in it. And uh, it's unfortunate. Um, I don't know what started it, but um, I know what ended it for me. The racing seems intense out there. Is it the weather? Is it the change in conditions? What's what's the view from your view? Well, when cars are, are grippy, people are crazy. They like to go. And the cars are real grippy under the uh, night sky and the cool temperatures. And um, so there's a, a lot of a lot of uh, lanes and people are trying to use every one of them and um it's 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 a great race for the fans and it's it was really fun to be out there and be a part of it and uh i know how how intense it's going to get as we race toward uh, lap 200 and uh I, I wanted to be up in the middle of it i hate my my night's over all right words from michael Walcher, former winner of this race with an early exit here tonight a couple of uh, mwr cars that are now on the sidelines clint boyer went out earlier now michael waltrip is uh, unfortunately out of the daytona 500 there'll be 48 laps when the field comes across the line and when they do joe they're going to get the indication that we're going to go back under the green in two and a half miles that crash was a good break for Kyle Busch, he gets the free pass this time, gets back on the lead lap. He had a penalty on pit road earlier this evening, and that's why he was off uh, the lead lap. Uh, we mentioned Michael Walter being out of the race. Danica Patrick is out. Paul Menard is out of the event. Also, Eric Almarola caught up in that crash, along with David Gilliland. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. went out with engine problems earlier in the evening. Tony Stewart, fuel pressure problems. Uh, and David Reagan also out of the Daytona 500. We're showing currently as we get ready to go back under green, one lap from now, 29 cars still running on the lead lap. A number of cars taking the wave around and a number of cars on pit road. Again, Alex Hayden. Brian Newman going to get some uh, extra Sunoco fuel. He is on Brian Vickers, Casey Kane, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in front of Winston Kelly. There are more. Yeah, Jeff Gordon came in, topped it off with fuel. Same thing for Austin Dillon. Uh, further on down pit road, Alex Bowman, they're still working on his car. And same thing for Josh Wise. Anybody else in front of you, Postman? Yeah, we had um, Jamie McMurray and topping it off, and Kevin Harvick topping it off. Checked in with that team, I'm telling you. Rodney Childers has prepared a fast race car for Kevin Harvick. Topped it off with racing fuel and uh, Sunoco racing fuel. We see how far he'll go, but uh, that's been an awful good race car here tonight from Stuart Haas Racing. 47 laps away from conclusion of the 56th running of the Daytona 500. The field works the back straightaway. When they come back around, they'll be under the green flag, and this is how they'll line up. 
Craig Biffle will be the leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will restart this thing second. Carl Edwards third. Fourth goes to Jimmy Johnson and fifth to Matt Kenseth. In sixth will be Brad Keselowski. Seventh belongs to Joey Logano. Eighth, Denny Hamlin. Ninth would be Reed Sorensen. And tenth will be Jeff Gordon. Michael Annette lining up in 11th for the restart. Then Terry Labonte in 12th. Landon Castle 13th. Followed by Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 14th. Marcus Ambrose restarts in 15th. The pole sitter Austin Dillon in 16th. Then it's Ryan Newman 17th. Kyle Busch 18th. Justin Allgaier 19th. And Brian Vickers 20th. We'll run you back to the top 27 because that's the number of cars on the lead lap. 21st, Kevin Harvick. 22nd, Jamie McMurray. 23rd will be Kurt Busch. 24th, Brian Scott. 25th, Trevor Bain. Parker Kligerman right now 26th. And Cole Witt, 27th, the last car on the lead lap. Pace cars on Vet Road. Here they come back to the line. The American Ethanol green flag waving once again over the Daytona 500. Junior down to the inside of Greg Biffle. And the land rush is on. Two by two. They climb the banking of turn one. Biffle selects the outside lane for the restart. Let's see if he can make it work. Dale Earnhardt Jr. right there with him. Side by side as they race their way through one and two. Earnhardt trying to shove Biffle up the banking. They're wheel to wheel for the lead. Leaders coming up to speed and coming to the super stretch with Greg Biffle. Fend around in front of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Behind Jr. drafting help from Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, and a host of others. And Greg Biffle has his share of drafting help as well. Everybody side by side in that outside lane. It is Greg Biffle that leads the way up top side. Help comes from Jimmy Johnson, Brad Keselowski, Jenny Hamlin, and Michael in that top side. Boy, and Kevin Harvick making a lane all by his lonesome up against the outside safer barrier. Here comes Kevin Harvick storming to the front, trying to run down Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Greg Biffle. Harvick takes it all the way to the penthouse trying to make that extreme outside lane work, but right now he's got a lot of work to do. He's still about five or six rows back. Three wide to the outside of Jeff Gordon and McMurray. He is in that three wide battle for the 12th position. Still trying to make things happen in that extreme outside line. Up front, Dale Earnhardt Jr. zigging and zagging his way. Trying to break free. Trying to reclaim the lead. Continuing to work to the inside of Greg Biffle. They go side by side. First 12 cars go side by side. Then the three wide racing begins. Jamie McMurray, Reed Sorensen, Jeff Gordon, and Michael Annette. Here comes the pack now. Back to the start-finish line. Up front, it's still side-by-side by by inches this time. Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Biffle's up there in the Ford, putting on the charge. Chevrolet and Ford side-by-side in the late going here at Daytona. To the inside of the racetrack, it's Greg Biffle by about a... or to the outside is Greg Biffle by about a fender, but down low, back comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. They continue that side-by-side battle for the lead. Biffle and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Behind them, they're wheel-to-wheel. Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson. Now Brett Keselowski and everybody gets shoving in the outside line trying to get that lane rolling. Keselowski the third car in that outside lane just ahead of Denny Hamlin and Reed Sorensen just behind Jimmy Johnson and Greg Pipple who's trying to take the top spot. And Joe, are these drivers right now racing like it's the last lap and it very well could be at any given point. The rain not that far away. The crew chiefs know it. The spotters know it. Dave, the drivers know it. Well, the driver that likes it right now is Greg Biffle. He's finally gotten the advantage over Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll slide down in front of Jr. with the lead. That leaves the outside open for Jimmy Johnson. Greg Biffle started outside. Then he went to the inside to block Dale Jr. Now he's back in the outside line trying to block Jimmy Johnson. Johnson and Dale Earnhardt Jr. side by side for second. And Biffle is able to get away by about two car lengths over Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jimmy Johnson side by side for that second spot. 
spot behind them. It's Carl Edwards and Brad Keselowski nose to nose. Here comes Jimmy Johnson on the outside lane trying to get it hooked up. Biffle sees him coming, crosses over, and pulls up in front to block. Behind Jimmy, Brad Keselowski lined up there as they go back to one. They are really shuffling the cards now back through the top ten. Front of the pack, it's Greg Biffle to the inside lane, Dale Earnhardt Jr. To the outside lane, Jimmy Johnson as Biffle tries to block them all on the back straightaway. And in about the fifth or sixth row of all these cars is a three-wide effort that was led by Reed Sorensen. Now it's back to double-wide formation. Everybody in hot pursuit of Greg Biffle. And he is, again, all by himself at the front of the field, side-by-side behind him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the inside of Jimmy Johnson, Carl Edwards, Brad Keselowski, and then back to Matt Kenseth in fifth. That is your top five as they work back to the start-finish line. 42 laps remaining. You've also got Denny Hamlin. Matt Kenseth is in this mix. Jeff Gordon, Joey Logano, and others. That's your top ten racing side-by-side. A lot of big-name players have positioned themselves right here for the end of the race, but at the front of the pack, the man in the catbird seat, that's Greg Biffle on turn two. Brings his Ford Fusion to the back straightaway. Inside line, then he'll go to the top of the racetrack. He's trying to block them all, and right now, having some success. Dale Earnhardt Jr. down low, trying to get the advantage. Now Biffle goes low to block. Now he goes back to the top. And here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. as the door was opened on the bottom. Pulls up alongside Greg Biffle. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has the momentum on the bottom. It was just a matter of time before an opening would present itself. There it was for Dale Earnhardt Jr. And now he drives to the lead, but just by inches. That Ford is stout for Greg Biffle. He stays up alongside in turn one. Super stretch grandstands beginning to rock and roll as Dale Earnhardt Jr. is on the march again. To the inside he goes. He puts a wheel up on Biffle. He puts a door up on Biffle. But back comes the Ford on the outside. Oh, they've got him on their feet here at Daytona International Speedway. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Greg Biffle side by side for the lead of the 500. And they're stacked up two by two by two by two on back. All the way back through the field. Dale Earnhardt Jr., though, leads at the bottom of the racetrack. Then it's Greg Biffle topside. Behind them, Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson, Matt Kenseth and Brad Keselowski. That classic battle of Ford versus Chevrolet. The Chevrolet. Dale Earnhardt Jr., he'll lead. He's on the inside, but flanking him to the right. It's the Ford of Greg Biffle. They continue to go wheel to wheel. Nobody able to get an advantage. Carl Edwards looking for room down low. Jimmy Johnson nowhere to go up high. Inside lane gets the move in turn two. It's Dale Jr. back to the point. Dale Earnhardt Jr. squirts out in front with the lead. Now he'll act as almost like the pace car as he's trying to split the difference between both lanes. Trying to keep Carl Edwards back on the inside line. Trying to keep Greg Biffle behind him in the outside. Here are Roush Fenway racing teammates go side by side for the second spot. One car length behind race leader Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's Carl Edwards to the inside of Greg Biffle. Well, Jr.'s doing now what Greg Biffle was doing a few moments ago. That is leading the race and trying to block both lanes. When you try to do that, it move up to the outside, move to the inside, blocking. Eventually, somebody is going to get the little opening and make the move. That's how Junior got up there now. And it's, it's a matter of time before I'd say Carl and Greg hook up and go to work on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Well, you're going to be like a yo-yo when you're out front. You're at the bottom, then you're at the top, then you're at the bottom. You're trying to block every lane. The problem is it's about five lanes wide down the super stretch, five lanes wide here at the trial. and you just flat can't block them all when you've got a fast Trouble, turn car. number four, and Kyle Larson is around, and they're crashing behind him. Michael Annette, Marcus Ambrose, uh, several other cars up and into the outside wall. You have Cole Witt with damage, Brian Vickers, Bobby Labonte, Ryan Newman, and several others, but it is Kyle Larson that comes to a stop 
just below me. A lot of damage to that target Chevrolet. Caution flag number four coming out on lap number 161. Again, a number of cars involved. Mike, maybe you can set it up. It happened midway between turns three and four, Jeff. Mid-pack, Kyle Larson got turned in the middle of the pack, in the middle of the banking. Turned down the the racetrack, everybody trying to take evasive maneuvers, and everybody started to stack up behind him. And Kyle, the crash really developed once Larson got turned sideways. Yeah, Larson was in a three-way battle, and it looked like Austin Dillon may have clipped him in turn number three. And then when he got sideways, there were a lot of cars with nowhere to go behind him. Michael Lynette was one of those cars. Uh, I believe we uh, talked about uh, Cole Witt maybe getting in to the outside wall. Brian Scott. Right now, Kyle Larson stuck in the grass trying to get that battered car back to the racetrack so he can get back to the pit lane. Brian Vickers got some of that also. Marcus Ambrose will recap all involved in this lap 161 crash when we come back. Here we go. Getting ready to get back under the American Ethanol green flag. 32 laps remaining. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Chevrolet on the inside. Greg Biffle in the Ford on the outside and already trying to pick up a side draft on his teammate because Dale Earnhardt Jr., long gone. The battle is going to be between teammates Carl Edwards and Greg Biffle. Edwards has got the bottom of the racetrack. Greg Biffle on the outside. And indeed, Dale Jr. able to get long gone on that restart. Jumps away by a couple of car lengths. He'll give one of them back by the time they exit turn number two. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads the way to the Super Sprint. And he's in the inside line. Now he comes up, blocks Greg Biffle. He's in the outside lane of the racetrack, right in front of Biffle. Edwards trying to punch a hole to the inside. He'll do just that. Matter of fact, Edwards gets a good run now up alongside Biffle for second. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., the race leader, slides right back down to the bottom of the speedway ahead of Carl Edwards. Greg Biffle continues to lead that outside lane. He has help from Jimmy Johnson. Here comes Carl Edwards working up off turn number four. Greg Biffle trying to make the run and Biffle will cross down to the inside in front of Carl Edwards and go after Dale Earnhardt Jr. and pass him. Through the feint to the outside then dove to the bottom of the racetrack and he's to the inside of Earnhardt for the lead now. Biffle down low, Earnhardt up high, then Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson two by two in serving four. Throw in Jeff Gordon, the top three on the outside line, Hendrick Motorsports. The front two down low, Roush Fenway Racing. Chevrolet versus Ford Side by side for the lead, Earnhardt and Biffle. The outside lane advanced for a moment in Earnhardt Jr. Now here comes Greg Biffle digging hard back on the bottom. He has drafting help from his Roush Fenway racing teammate Carl Edwards. Top side is Jimmy Johnson pushing Earnhardt Jr. We are down to 30 laps to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. shows the way. Then it's Greg Biffle, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, and Carl Edwards. That's your top five. The final 24 laps of the Daytona 500 as they cross the line, head back to turn number one wheel to wheel, fender to fender, nobody giving an inch. But this time it's not Greg Biffle up there, Dave. It's his teammate, Carl Edwards. Yeah, for the moment it is Carl Edwards by a nose, but a couple of rows back. It's showtime at the Apollo. There's three wide for third, fourth, and fifth, and all the way back through the pack. Here they come now, up the back straight away. It's side by side for the lead. Carl Edwards, fender out in front. Dale Earnhardt Jr. right alongside. Three wide, six rows deep behind them. Matt Kenseth to the inside. He's in third, then it's Greg Biffle, first car in that middle line, middle lane that is, then Jimmy Johnson topside. They are three wide.
right. Three rows deep now off turn four. Jeff Gordon in the next line. He's trying to find a way to get by. They come back down to the start-finish line. Jimmy with Kevin Harvick pushing in the outside lane. They're going after race leader Carl Edwards. Jimmy Johnson, top side of the racetrack, trying to build up some momentum. Looking three wide, trying to go around Dale Jr., but Jr. throws the block on him. Carl Edwards, middle of the racetrack, dies to the bottom and holds the lead. Carl Edwards now with drafting help from Matt Kenseth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has Jimmy Johnson tucked up behind him, and here comes a third lane percolating down low. It's led by Brad Keselowski back to the corner. They are deeper in the pack. Brad Keselowski about the seventh spot. Up top side, it is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Back to the point. Cuts down to the bottom side of the racetrack, trying to block both Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards. And the word from above us where the spotters stand back to their drivers go time here at daytona put it out there if you've got it dale earnhardt jr at the moment has got it carl edwards jimmy johnson trying to take it away anybody in the top 20 can win it nobody in the top 20 may see the checkered flag it's earnhardt the leader edwards second side by side Kenseth and johnson for third and fourth three wide five rows deep behind them as dale jr now a car length in front of carl edwards here's jimmy johnson outside matt Kenseth inside then a side-by-side race for third. And here comes Kevin Harvick topside. He wants to get in the top five. Further up, Carl Edwards wants to look at the lead. Right to the bottom of the racetrack and by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Carl pulls up to the outside of the racetrack, cuts across and changes lanes, and will pick up the top spot. Now Matt Kenseth dives down to the inside of the racetrack. He wants a piece of second. Haven't heard from Kenseth until late in the going tonight here at Daytona, but he is there come crunch time. Matt Kenseth to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll move to the low line, and he will take over the second spot by a nose. Meanwhile, the lead pack is about to gobble up the Casey Kane lap car, who's in the extreme outside line, and he's getting ready to get his doors blown off. Here they come. They will rush past Casey. Three and four wide into three. Everybody gets around safely as the race leaders back into turn number three. Carl Edwards to the bottom of the racetrack. Matt Kenseth is right there in second. They're side by side for third between Greg Piffle and another car to his outside. Under the red flag, Casey Kane told our Steve Post that I need to rally back. This has been my mistakes, and I need to take my team back to the front. And right now, Dave, that's exactly what he's doing. Indeed. Matt Kenseth is all the way to the number two position. He has powered his way underneath Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Jr. will not quit. He comes back at him out of turn two. Meanwhile, Carl Edwards is playing the role of of lane changer. First inside, then outside. Here's Edwards. He's up in front of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now he'll slide back to the middle, trying to block the advances of Matt Kenseth. And Edwards will hang on to that top spot for now. Side by side from second on back. Matt Kenseth to the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Then it's Greg Biffle inside of Jimmy Johnson. Carl brings the pack off turn number four back to the start-finish line, looking in that rear-view mirror to see which lane is advancing. For now, they're still stacked up double-wide behind him. Kenseth on the inside, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the outside. Well, the interesting part of it now, Joe, is I don't think either lane really has an inherent advantage. Wherever you're hooked up, wherever you happen to be, that's the lane to go. They're side-by-side for second. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. again on the outside line. Now Edwards moves up to block him. Edwards had a run, make that Earnhardt had a run, and Edwards will stop that midway down the back stretch. Side by side for
for second. Kenseth inside, Earnhardt outside. Edwards back and forth at the front of the field, blocking Kenseth one moment, blocking Earnhardt the next moment. Goes to the inside of the racetrack this time. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr., topside. We are down to 18 laps remaining in the Daytona 500 under the lights here because of a six-hour, 22-minute rain delay, but it has been worth the wait. Carl Edwards, Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick, that's the top five. Battle is on for the number three position. It's Kenseth to the inside of the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson up high. Jimmy gives a pop in the pants to Dale Jr. He'll shove him to the inside for the lead. Dale Jr. to the inside. Carl Edwards throws the block. Earnhardt back to the outside. Earnhardt's got a run. Earnhardt is there. Earnhardt will take the lead off the end of the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes to the front of the field in Daytona. Carl Edwards has no drafting help to the inside. And the front three cars will go by to his outside. Johnson in the second spot. Outside lane is hooked up. This time as they come back off of turn number four, Junior is there with Jimmy Johnson behind. Then Kevin Harvick allowing the push to work on the outside lane. They are flying by Carl Edwards. For the moment, they have gotten single file through the top five or six. That's going to change. Here comes Greg Biffle. He's going to jump to the inside on Jimmy Johnson. That's the battle for the number six position. Or check that. It's Keselowski in the outside lane. Well, they're spinning and they're crashing off turn number two. Trevor Bain is in the outside wall. Nose first into the outside safer barrier is Trevor Bain, and he'll slide halfway down the super stretch. Solo car accident for Trevor Bain, who is still trying to get his Ford Fusion under control. A lot of damage to the front end of that race car. Lap 183 under caution. Trevor Bain into the outside safer retaining wall. The caution is out. We'll be back to recap it in a moment. One to go as the field crosses the line. Two and a half miles will be back under the green flag. Dale Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick, and Reed Sorensen, Alex Hayden. Really a feel-good story of the night. It really is. The Tommy Baldwin Racing Team fielding two cars with Michael Annette unfortunately crashed out. We heard from him a moment ago with Steve Post in the garage, but Reed Sorensen driving this Golden Corral entry with crew chief Todd Parrott. Keep in mind, Todd Parrott is back working with Tommy Baldwin this year after uh, having a problem with uh, getting suspended by NASCAR by the substitute substance abuse policy. So he is now back. He went through the road to recovery. Tip of the cap to Todd Parrott, all he's done and gotten back to where he's at. Now he's got a driver running in the number four position in that Golden Corral Chevrolet. So a great, great story going on right now inside the top five. Here we come now. Dale Earnhardt Jr. waiting for the American uh, ethanol. Great flag to go in the air. It does now, and he's gone, leaving Jimmy Johnson to battle with Reed Sorensen. Here comes Reed leading the charge up the outside as Jr. tries to pull away. Sorensen trying to take the long way around Jimmy Johnson. That's not going to work. Johnson will get away. He'll ride in second. The battle now for third. Harvick to the inside of Sorensen. He'll take the spot. Keselowski to the inside takes a spot. Jeff Gordon takes another as Reed Sorensen goes backwards. Keselowski looks to the outside, tries to get the outside lane going, quickly gets back in line, and single file formation from at the front five, six cars, led by Dale Earnhardt Jr. And Reed Sorensen continues to backslide in that outside lane, as do the cars behind him. That includes Greg Biffle, Casey Mears, Carl Edwards, and Austin Dillon. It is all Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the inside and out front. Sorensen has fallen back to the eighth position position in that outside lane, trying to get some drafting help to charge back to the front. Now in front of him, they step out of line. 
Jeff Gordon will lead that charge in turn one. Gordon looking to the high side as they race down the front straightaway into turn one. Harvick pulls up to block him. Now Gordon drives to the bottom. Here comes Jeff Gordon. He wheels and deals for the number three spot. Harvick to his right elbow. Mid pack. They are four wide off turn number two. Greg Biffle in the extreme outside line gets a run. Now back to three wide. Now double wide formation on the back straightaway. First side by side battle is for third with Greg Jeff Gordon on the move. Gordon to the inside. Kevin Harvick top side behind them. Brad Keselowski and Denny Hamlin go side by side. Then it's Matt Kenseth. But all that well behind race leader Dale Earnhardt Jr. So Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads. Let's go quickly to the care center and hear from Trevor Bain. Former Daytona 500 winner Trevor Bain. You say you're okay. What happened? Well, uh, I felt like the middle was really strong all night. We kept fighting our way up through there, pushing the 24 and 11 a lot. And uh, about two, one, two laps before we crashed, the 40 shoved it on the bottom, made it four wide, and it got really hairy. So it sh- shuffled us out a little bit. Uh, we were coming back through the middle, and, and everybody's cars are pretty ill-handling here. Trouble but, off uh, of turn number four. You know, Kurt Busch goes around all by himself. Kurt Busch, a single car incident off of turn number four. There was contact. There was a lot of three wide racing through the third and fourth turns, and it was uh, off of turn number four. The contact was made, and Kurt Busch went for a long sliding spin toward the tri-oval. Still sitting uh, halfway on pit road and halfway in the grass, and we've not yet seen the caution flag displayed. Kurt trying to get the car running. I imagine with all the water down there, Jeff, he's stuck. No, now he's getting it rolled out and getting it straightened out as the field works through the corners, and back up into turn four. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the race leader. Jimmy Johnson in second. They'll stack them two by two from third on back. Jeff Gordon and Kevin Harvick. An incredible save by Kurt Busch will be all for naught. We stay into the green flag. He's on pit road. The uh, field storms by. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Kevin Harvick, they're back in one. Nine laps to go now for Dale Earnhardt Jr., but the field is lined up two by two behind him. Jeff Gordon to the inside, and Jimmy Johnson the battle for third, for second and third. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads the field, up the banking he goes, up the racetrack he goes. He's protecting the lead, but boy, are they bearing down behind him. Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, side by side for second. And here comes that inside lane, led by Jeff Gordon and Brad Keselowski, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on the outside a moment ago. Cuts it back to the inside of the racetrack off turn four. Leave the outside lane open for Jimmy Johnson. The mount of charge there if he can get some drafting help, but Jr.'s going to block him even though they're teammates. Gordon behind him on the inside and Jimmy to the outside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. being chased by a pack of rabid dogs right now, including two of his three Hendrick Motorsports teammates. Jeff Gordon on the bottom, Jimmy Johnson up high. Keselowski underneath Johnson. That's the battle for third. They may be teammates, but it's all about winning the great American race. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in the catbird seat, at least for now. But he's got Jeff Gordon on his back bumper, and they're side-by-side for third. Brad Keselowski to the inside of Jimmy Johnson. That's the side-by-side race for third. Kyle Busch next in line. Then it's Carl Edwards, Kevin Harvick, Danny Hamlin, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Jeff Gordon's going to go all the way up against the outside safer barrier, but quickly to throw the block. Dale Earnhardt Jr., that opens things up for Brad Keselowski. Here he comes now, bringing Kyle Busch with him. Keselowski and Kyle Busch to the bottom of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon to the top of the racetrack. They're three wide behind him. Carl Edwards on the bottom. Hamlin in the middle. Johnson shuffled three wide to the outside. They continue that three-wide race while Dale Earnhardt Jr. now tries to hold off Brad Keselowski. Keselowski's right there on the back bumper. Gordon's there in third. Gordon tries to cross over. Keselowski throws the block in three. Keselowski over throws. Ter- and Ryan Newman gets turned. They're 
crashing up into the banking. One, two, three, four cars involved as Ryan Newman goes down the banking. Justin Allgaier, Brian Scott, Parker Klickerman, Cole Witt, and others crash and collide in turn three. Ryan Newman goes sliding through the infield grass. Others involved begin to pull away. Terry Labonte pulling away, as is Ryan Newman. Justin Allgaier has become idle at the bottom of the banking, as has, it looks like, Cole Witt and Parker Kligerman. Six cars involved up there in turn three. And again, Ryan Newman. I think, uh, Alex Hayden, this is what, about the fourth crash he's been in tonight? Yeah, bless his heart. Ryan Newman is going to have to come back down the pit lane. Uh, that old cat Chevrolet has been just walloped a few times. And, well, not, this is about the worst lick he's had. He's been collateral damage on the other crashes. This time, well, he, he's the main event here. The whole back of the race car, again, is absolutely mashed in. There's a lot of steam coming out of the hood. This car, uh, well, it's seen better days. And uh, Ryan Newman's race is not going to end the way he wanted it to. Kind of backed up and uh, right into Austin Dillon, and then it was on from there. You don't want to be the main event on lap 194. That's six laps shy of wanting to be the main event. So we're under caution for the seventh time. Again, we tear up a ton more cars. You got a good look at it, Mike. Yeah, it did. And it started in the outside lane, Jeff. Ryan Newman looked like he got a bad shove from Austin Dillon, and all of a sudden the car began to twitch and slide, and when he got turned sideways, there were a lot of drivers that had nowhere to go. Terry Labonte comes by me now with a lot of damage on his car. Swan Racing, both cars got swept up. Cole Witt, also uh, Parker Kligerman. You had Justin Allgaier, Brian Scott involved in that one. And Kyle, once they got turned sideways, everybody came piling in and sliding to the bottom of turn four in front of you. There was simply nowhere to go for a lot of those cars behind the initial contact. Terry Labonte, Parker Kligerman, Cole Whip, Brian Scott scraping the outside wall. Uh, not much left of the right side of that car. Most everybody, though, believe it or not, able to pull away or at least limp away back toward the pit lane, except for one car that continues to rest at the bottom of the banking of turn number four, and that is Parker Kligerman. The 56 running of the Daytona 500 underway coming down to conclusion. Only five laps to go. We never thought we'd get here. We never thought we'd get halfway. Uh, there was uh, some doubt we'd even get started earlier today, but indeed we ran 38 laps this afternoon. At 2.13 the rain began. Red flag for six hours and 22 minutes. Then we finally got it started again. It has been a tremendous race. and Well, we're about to see how it's going to shake out because the field is coming off turn number four and the American ethanol green flag is about to go in the air once again will juniors motor hold up will it overheat brad keselowski's lined up alongside jeff gordon behind kyle bush and carl edwards all there as we come down to the final couple of laps of the great american race you want drama we've got it dale earnhardt jr trying to get away jeff gordon keselowski carl edwards right there as well a tremendous restart for dale earnhardt jr he'll be two car lengths clear by the time they get to turn number one but they are rallying the troops behind him jeff gordon downstairs brad keselowski out Upstairs, upstairs, coming after Junior off two. Dale Earnhardt Jr. starts at the bottom, comes back to the top. Now he blocks the advance of Brad Keselowski. Now he's right down the middle of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon now hung out of the draft. Brad Keselowski with a shove from Kyle Boyd. Inside lane has stalled out. It is all Dale Earnhardt Jr. Keselowski, a big wiggle from that push from Kyle Busch. And here comes Denny Hamlin right to the bottom of the racetrack off turn four. Hamlin dives to the bottom, tries to pull alongside with Dale Earnhardt Jr. as the white flag comes out. They come to the line. Junior showing
throwing no problem whatsoever. He has the field in tow, but they're ganging up behind him in one. They are coming fast in that outside lane. Brad Keselowski topside, but Dale Jr. is two car lengths clear. Then it's Gordon down low. Keselowski up high. Three wide behind him, but it's all Dale Jr. off turn two. Here they come for the final time up the super stretch. Who will win the Daytona 500? Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the bottom of the racetrack. Throws the block topside. Throws the block downstairs. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads to three. There comes Brad Keselowski in the outside lane. Denny Hamlin to the bottom. They're three wide further back, but at the bottom of the racetrack. It is all Dale Earnhardt Jr. as they crash now off turn four. Here they come, racing back to the start-finish line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. throws the block on Denny Hamlin. Across the line he comes, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the Daytona 500 for the second time in his career. And as Kyle pointed out, they were crashing further back. Kyle, take us through it. Reed Sorensen, Carl Edwards. It looked like Jamie McMurray was toward the, uh, the, 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 the front of that incident. Kyle Busch also becoming involved. Several cars go spinning and crashing off of turn number four, heading for the checkered flag. One of those is Kyle Busch, who came backwards all the way down pit road, and I don't think he planned to do that. Several other cars spinning wildly down here through the trioval as they came across the start-finish line, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins the Great American Race. Denny Hamlin, now this is unofficial, Denny Hamlin, Jeff Gordon, Brad Keselowski, and Jimmy Johnson. But tonight, it belongs to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Let's go to pit road. Let's talk to Steve Letarte. What a way to start that final season with Dale Jr. Congratulations. Thanks. Well, we heard Brian France tell us this morning, the drivers meet, we want to punch our ticket in the chase. So we figured what better way than the Daytona 500. Uh, this one's special for me. You know I wanted to win this one this year, and uh, he's the best. He is the best, and Steve Letarte, absolutely one of the best as well. And they're going to victory lane. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins the Daytona 500. Denny Hamlin is second. Jeff Gordon, third. Brad Keselowski, fourth. And Jimmy Johnson will finish in fifth. A wild ending to a wild day and night of racing. In the 56th running of the Daytona 500, to the fans' delight, Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins here at Daytona again. And again, a crazy scramble coming off turn four on the final lap, Jeff. Boy, he just worked to the inside, to the outside to throw the block and get the win. Went to victory lane in 2004, and now he's come back to do it again here in 2014. Boy, you, we had a chance to kind of see him on Sprint Vision and I don't know, Joe, you've been around him longer than I have, obviously, but I don't remember the last time I saw Junior as happy as what he was while he was celebrating kind of with the crowd here tonight. Well, it's been so long since he won a race, for goodness sakes. About two years, and Barney Hall, you know, he has such a legion of fans around the country that love Junior and have been wondering, what's wrong? When's he going to win again? He did it for him big time tonight, didn't he? Yeah, and I think, I think we'll keep seeing that. I really do. Let's go to Victory Lane right now and hear from him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in victory lane, as happy as I've seen him, and he's putting the sticker on the car that indicates he has qualified for the chase for the Sprint Cup. Feature winner. Feature winner. There's so many places to start. Let's start with those last couple of laps and what you did on that restart and what you had to do to keep the lead. We had enough car to battle them off all night long, and and if they took the lead, we could grab it back pretty quickly. We had a real fast car, and got to thank Steve. Latart, uh, Mr. Hendrick, all this team that put this car together. Uh, when you come down here and race, uh, the car does most of the work, and uh, these guys deserve a lot of credit for how good a piece they had out there tonight. 
and uh, just real proud of my National Guard team. Got to thank uh, Die Mountain Dew, Kelly Blue Book, Chevrolet and Sprint, all our partners. But those last few laps, I just, uh, you know, I got in front of my teammate Jeff for that restart, worked with him on getting a good restart and getting pushed out in front. So I got to thank him. I mean, without that, I don't win the race. Uh, and then once I got out front, I just kind of listened to my spotter TJ and started watching in the mirror and seeing what lane I needed to get in front of, who I needed to get in front of to get shoves. And I knew I had some tough competition back there. Brad Keselowski's getting smarter and smarter every time he races at these places. And uh, he's as good as anybody now at plate racing and uh, figured he was going to put up a pretty good battle. So I was a little worried about that. But we, were, we have such a strong car, we was able to hold everybody off. Seemed like there were a couple of times that you'd get side by side with folks and maybe get back a little bit. But you were able to battle back. What was the difference from your perspective? Just the race car is so superior to a lot of the competition out there. And it starts in the body shop, the engine room. And Hendrick, all those guys that put all that effort in, um, I, I keep saying it over and over, but this, just, a, just a reference to how much goes into the body of this car. There's 11 coats of clear cut on top of the decal. You know, these guys just work their guts out all winter long on every part of the car, from the motor, every from front to rear. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's perfectly prepared, and uh, the whole series is like that. It's so competitive, but um, I love this crew that I'm with. And we're as competitive as we can be. Uh, this could be a, a spectacular year for you. You, me- you mentioned the crew. Before you talked to anybody, you got out and you went and personally thanked and hugged every one of them. <laughs> I love them, man. They're just, uh, we have so much fun. Every, every one of them said last year, even when we didn't win a race, that that was probably the most fun they, a lot of them had had in the series just in a year racing. We were having so much fun. We do, this is truly a, a special group. Um, I won't take it for granted. And I won't forget it. It's been a real pleasure working with every one of them, and uh, we're, we're making uh, we're making things happen. Hopefully, we'll have a solid year. And you're the first one to qualify for the chase. I know. I'm the first feature winner, and we're in the chase. I'm pumped up, man. Trust me, man. We're going to have a blast this year. That's the thought to Dale Earnhardt Jr. for the second time in his career. He's in victory lane at the Daytona 500 as Jeff Gordon comes around and congratulates him. And as Jeff Gordon said, all is now right with the world. Finally, finally, Junior gets to victory lane. And as Winston said earlier, talking with Steve Letarte, this the beginning of his final year working with Junior. What a fitting way to kick it off by winning the Daytona 500. NASCAR has uh, resorted the scoring because of the crash. And we gave you the, uh, the rundown a few moments ago. But let's go back and revisit that and give it to you the correct way. They've been watching the, uh, the tapes next door, making sure everything came across properly. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., obviously the winner. Denny Hamlin was second. Brad Keselowski actually finishes third. It's Jeff Gordon fourth and Jimmy Johnson in fifth. Sixth is Matt Kenseth. Seventh is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Eighth is Greg Biffle. Ninth, Austin Dillon. And tenth, Casey Mears. Now, we told you earlier Kevin Harvick finished in the top ten. Actually, he did not. Harvick finished in the 13th position, so you'll have to wait for another time to get your free, free blooming onion uh, at Outback Steakhouse because he did not finish in the top ten. You won't have to wait very long. We're heading off to Phoenix next weekend, and that's a great place for Kevin Harvick. We sure thank you for joining us throughout Speed Weeks 2014. Budweiser Speed Weeks, pretty spectacular here at Daytona. And maybe if next year you can come down and join us, I think you would enjoy all the great events here at the World Center of Racing. We thank the voices. It's been a part of our broadcast all throughout the weekend. And you'll hear all throughout this year, Dave Moody out in turns one and two, Mike Bagley in three and four, and Kyle Rickey, who covered the action for us in turn four. Along pit road, Winston Kelly, Alex Hayden, Steve 
Post, Woody Kane with us here, and Pete Pistoni. We thank you all for being a part of this great week of racing, these two great weeks of racing at the World Center of Racing. Now for Barney Hall and Jeff Striegel, I'm Joe Moore congratulating Dale Earnhardt Jr., the 2014 Daytona 500 winner. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.